Good to see you, my friend. You too. My am God, I, I way exist? too long. Been way it's too long. It's been a what? What is going on here? It's been a hot uh, minute. There we go. There this we are. This is my guy right here. A true tarnish to the core. Actually, <laughs> I am. Man, can you stop aging backwards? I'm. I. I'm serious, dude. I don't just say this for everyone. Like you are putting my aging to shame. I feel decrepit in your presence. Guys, I don't see a, I don't see a wrinkle on your face, but this this stark lighting is making me look. Yeah. Well, oh, man, I'm digging it. Hey, Zoom is pretty rad, wouldn't you say? It's pretty intuitive, snappy. I quite dig it. You know what? Zoom has. I don't know. It's reset the paradigm. I, I had Zoom on in my older laptop. I couldn't do cool background things like this. But um, <laughs> yeah, this this thing's great. I don't know. It's, it's really uh, redefined how we interact these days. It, it has, and I think it's added a new dimension to the um to that whole thing of Zoomers. You know, like that expression that people are using for like the youth. So I kind of dig yeah. it. You know, it's interesting you say that because I think it was in Canada. Well, it was in Canada, mind you. It was like uh, back east, we say, in like Ontario and places like that, like Toronto. Um, they call, I think they call their boomers, yeah. Zoomers. Yeah, there you go. But this is before all this crap happened, before Zoom even existed. So I wonder what they call them now. It's kind of. They'll have to have, uh, you know, like the, the username that's already taken on Instagram, Zoomers2 or Zuma, Zoomers underscore, who knows, you know? Yeah. Trippy dude, but uh, catch me up on how you've been, man. How has I guess it's been a couple years since we podcasted, Jeebus, which is not going to happen again. Like we are gonna not going to happen again. No, is absolutely not. No, I'm and I'm. We're actually not kidding, listeners. So by the way, how dare I even continue a damn auditory step further? Uh, this is the Samwise Gamgee Frodo moment of like we are going no further until we cover off on this. So this man on the show with me a brother to my core actually cut from the same cosmos fabric right i pro probably met as i say with tara I, like i met this guy up in the cosmos before we decided to like take our like flesh assembled selves so and when we hung out in fucking tokyo dude the kinship the kindredness so fucking grateful that you exist and that you are who you are and do what you do man like thank you seriously Thank you, Albert. You're as eloquent as ever. And I hope that you can come visit again or I come visit you in Australia. Totally, dude. And you will not damn fucking, I swear to God, man, I will take it offense if you lift a damn traveling finger, financial figure, finger, um, Ray and I are taking care of you and the missus, man, for sure. Oh, thank you. Easy, please. And I'll just, I'll just lay there in luxury. Like, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that's it. No, no, I don't want I need to use the toilet. Yes. No, we will just carry you. We'll get cream. the... We'll get the Death Stranding style levitation stuff. So um, I figured actually let's start with the Benza because I am fucking all about the Benza, dude. Uh, Kyle is a, an actor and ex it, it's like insultingly talented, frankly. Uh, well, too extremely kind. gifted actor uh, who <laughs> is a uh, Canadian, but based in Japan. And I believe one for one, completely bilingual Japanese, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there, getting there. Uh, cool. Japanese is an eternal struggle as a... Most of uh, my kin who uh, indulge in that language can agree. I want um, you to go on a broad with Japan and talk about him, about how man. how much of a struggle it is. That's right. It's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of these weird You and words, him are destined for a collab. It makes absolutely no sense that you haven't actually been diagrammed yet as creators and um, and collabed. Seriously. Like, you know, Chris Broad, he he's waiting for the Kyle Cardian call. 
with the horn you know <laughs> is it though i, I don't know I, I don't know if my uh my my strange canadian humor will match with his he dry british humor love now. you he would because he's jaded but oh no he 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 dips into jadedness like me what he does is uh because he does the tokidoki traveler stuff he does the mm. um, tokyo creative stuff so he brings it back you know into that positivity but look at that man like he has seen the void like he understands the meaninglessness of it all and then the the the, the meaninglessness is simultaneously the thing that is most you know existential dread generating but also the most freeing thing because you get to give life its own meaning so all of this is stuff that i think about when i see his like ultra like and he has like really poppy music in the background and all that mm. but something in the furrow of that man tells me that him and you and i are like of that same tribe of like oh man what the what the fuck's the point <laughs> you know? and then we come back to positivity and you know <laughs> i think he's, he's definitely seen the void and exists in a sense of sense of word in the void i mean there's there's always that there's i don't know i, I don't want to sound negative or anything like that but there is definitely an aspect of like uh ice skating uphill in japan mm. as a foreign person mm. um just the way it's structured so um you know there, there's there's benefits of course but at the same time there's there's just doors that just won't open or you just got to kick them open and see yeah. what happens no. and you I door a door kicker man I, I i've seen you i've seen you do it i've uh you know when you talk me through some of your well let's start with the benza because i'm the taker of tangent man uh you're on how, what season are you on now for the benza we are currently filming season two i'm we call it series two but yeah season two the benza and i now it's okay so i've laid that and shown you that like like love cloud of just joy and like good vibes now you, you're just sort of you're bolstered by that status boost and that'll hopefully last you all the way till the next episode. And then I'll just re up you. Okay. Legend. Um, just keep, keep you know, puffing me up. You know, you know bro, you, 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 you're the rat. Seriously. And again, brother right here from another Commonwealth tastic mother. Cause Australia, Canada, good vibes. Mm -hmm. But the Benza, when I, uh, you know, when you sent me some of the, you know, when I, when I saw it, I just got so like, this was exactly what I needed to see. It is a quest. <laughs> It is surreal. It reminds me a bit of the Mighty Boosh. It's so, and also if you you know about the Yakuza games, how they dip into like surrealism and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah there's this, it's a quest for a toilet seat and mm -hmm. it is fucking, it goes in all kinds of crazy directions and you and your co-star, what's your co-star's name again? Uh, Christopher McCombs. Christopher, Chris and Kyle, man. And uh, it's wild. And please like, I'm, there's going to be links all all up in that description or all down in that description rather uh to get more kyle card into your eye receptacles and ear receptacles definitely yeah, well, thank you so. um are you stoked about filming man yeah yeah it's it's coming along excellent just to give a premise the benza is about uh well the benza means toilet seat yeah. uh just to get background it follows chris and kyle two roommates in tokyo who wake up one morning to find a crack in their toilet seat it's essentially they can't use it anymore. Mm -hmm. So they go on a, a quest to find a toilet seat. That's great. And this is, you know, we, we, we get, you know, flack on the interwebs about, oh, you can just, you know, order one on Amazon or whatever. But, you know, I was like, this is a world that we, Amazon exists. But, yeah. you know, we, we're very meta about that in the second season, yeah. things like that. But, <laughs> but um, basically, we start out, we don't know what a toilet seat is called in Japanese. We have like a flash, we have a flashback dynamic to our, our show so there's always flashbacks or always interworking there's something we need to explain we're just like 
<laughs> and then we have a completely ridiculous scene explaining that. And we don't know where to get a toilet seat. So we go out to find a toilet seat and um, all the antics that ensue. And then we find ourselves in the midst of an interdimensional war. Um, See what I fucking mean, so, people? Come on. What, what are you doing? Just watch it now and then come back to the episode. Come on. Off you go. <laughs> and uh, with season two, um, you, you said it just goes in all these crazy directions. We, we really step it up. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous like we have we'll have musical numbers <laughs> we have it's fight so scenes. good we have i don't know and i'm the so glad of like... the benza wars will be revealed and it's ridiculous it's just okay i don't know you'll, you'll okay. all enjoy it when it's done i'm very very glad that you were able to give us any benza formation i'm very very stoked uh and yeah to the people well here's the thing is um for example there are a couple of absolutely classic movies that if there were mobile phones, it just wouldn't work like Jurassic Park, like if whatever. And frankly, we live in a time where just that instant gratification, it has really like narrowed and hemmed us in in terms of just the wonder and like the adventure of things because we can just be super jaded find the thing straight away and then there's no wonder or specialness so just removing that aspect I love how you're going to get and there is you know that meta aspect but um it reminds me of a Peter Sellers movie, like you mm-hmm. know, like have you heard like Peter Sellers, like the party and like Pink, Pink Panther? It's it's a this is a thing that it it would absolutely and it's an original concept, right? Like you just brand new, right? Mm. Like it feels as though it was something like there was the Benza in like the '60s, and then this is like an adaptation of it. Like it's <laughs> and it's really awesome and escapist and really like. I would, I like to, one of my favorite, Ray and I talk about this is a pattern breaking. It like gets you out of your head. It's like, okay, let me just fucking turn off from like whatever my life stuff is and just see these two, you know, Western boffins try and be on this like toilet seat quest. You know, it's fucking hilarious. It's fucking great. Yeah, like, well, just, just to, to agree with you on the point about like how we have this instant gratification, it just yeah. takes away the wonder. That's why you see so many like uh, dramas and movies like going back to the 80s or the, you know, the nineties, mm-hmm. like with, but we don't have smartphones and things because yeah, it just, it ruins anything essentially. It's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, this happened. <laughs> we yeah. don't have the information. We can't get a hold of this person. And then there's like, there's drama that ensues, but now it's just like, Hey, where are you? Yeah. 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 Um, dude, uh, they just had narrative. the friends special, you know, like the reunion, uh, sorry to break it to all the buffins out there, but a good 80% of everything you love and all the situations and scenarios that we like are so like, Oh, we love it so much from friends, from all these classic comedies, adventures, all of them are completely undone. If, if those people have phones, right. Like on them in that moment. And I, I strongly think that that's why as, and I just want to back you up on that. Like we've gone with Joker with Joaquin, like we went to the eighties, um with uh, true detective which is obviously the best season of that show we went back into the 90s like you know i have a friend her name's taraka she did a lecture on the now age you know compared mm-hmm. to the the new age and she talked about ghost modernism and she talked about how uh we are in this we've re- we've achieved this point now where all eras can be accessed it's like to use a solzian uh demon solzian metaphor we've achieved we are we're in the nexus era like we can just go omnidirectionally and that has absolute benefits look dude you and i are such like we really enjoy omnidirectionality like eclectic mm. like that I, and that immediately within five seconds of that uh fated uh, tokyo karaoke bar conversation we had in 2018 we immediately identified like yeah we're on planet earth 
but what are, are we going to hem ourselves in or are we going to like cast our minds in all these awesome eclectic yeah. d- directions and like that's great but um what would you what's your over under on on the benefits and uh you know not like deleterious sides of the internet man go for it well i mean the internet like we we ourselves grew up with the internet but it um so we could definitely find the answers for things you know like for discussions but it's not like to the point now where you'll be mid-discussion at like a cafe or someone or something and you know you get into like a a friction point and you know instead of like you know everyone you know, the traditional argument model where someone presents their evidence and their point and they defend it. And then this, like it, you get presented a counter argument, that sort of thing. People are just like pulling out the phone, like, no, 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 no. And it just kills, the oh, it kills conversation. It kills <laughs> the art of the argument. And it's just like, and the conversation can't really go in the omnidirectional yeah. way, way because it's just like, it just, it just ends like, yeah, the sky is blue. I mean, just or whatever. Sorry. Yeah. Like anything. And it can just be, and that's, that's and i'm glad you used that example because what what we've done is we've made a question like oh what was heidegger's concept of whatever or oh da, 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 you know whatever like uh, capital of whatever city da, da, da. and this instead of if that conversation was taking place in the 80s for example or the 70s or whatever uh it, it wouldn't be as like that's the sky is blue is like an instantly answerable question and now everything is the sky is blue like and uh it's like the, yeah. it's like we're, we've all been given a very like a map like mm. you know literally we have google maps but there's no exploration anymore there's no physical exploration there's no like a sort of mental exploration we've kind of i used to enjoy the days where i could go on before google and, and all the other search engines were hijacked by um you know adwords and like just being you know what's the word optimized by other creators and businesses and things like that, where I could get lost in the internet, looking up certain things, you know, and now that the search engines is just so like delegated and we're kind of corralled ourselves. Like we have the whole vast span of the internet, but we're all like, we're being compartmentalized within yeah. applications that have their own restrictions placed on them. Like, cause we have, they have the world of Facebook, which has its own censorship things. We have YouTube, which is, you know, there's censorship and these sort of things that we have. We have Twitter, which is still the wild west, but there's still mm. a little bit of like holding there. Oh, so we have these, these, these boxes that were putting on the internet when the internet itself is just a vast span of like limitless knowledge, mm. you know, but now we're just, we're kind of, we're all worried about being, controlled and like be, having our internet access like kind of limited and things like that but we're already doing that, that yeah. already Absolutely. you know it's happening right in front of our eyes right in front of our nose under our noses and we, we just don't realize it or maybe some do but i just remember miss the old wild west days of the internet where you just like too, get lost dude. on a search engine like where the hell am i right now this is great yeah like there was and that's why you know people are dipping into ghibli now where the, again there's those lovely films where it just feels like there's no you don't quite directly see like phrases a bit like this too where you don't like see it heavily like the presence of like the mobile phones or laptops or whatever there's a there's they walk that presence of that thing back because it's like yeah like we have to we have to keep that mystery alive and it's so funny you said the wild west it made me think of west world which has this uh by the way folks we love you all we know the elden ring podcast we're gonna loop it back don't worry we love you all it's all good um well, I, was, I was gonna use that as a tangent too so oh well me done. too yeah yeah i can spin it back no, totally totally and frontier isn't we're gonna go into you know yeah yeah channel. there you go but, See, we, but yeah, we're both on the same level we know we could both yeah man my, yeah but, but basically <laughs> my my thing of tying off uh is is with like westworld like the show you all know it with you know 
uh, Evan Rachel Wooden, etc., Sir Anthony Hopkins, James Marsden, is there's a there's an idea of the illusion of the illusion of freedom in that because it's a it's a simulation like like you actually if you kept walking in that desert it wouldn't you you get to feel as though it's free you get to feel as though you're like boundless and like that you can do anything but no uh that's what this company who's running it like that's their analogy is that they're the, the arbiters and that they're uh you know like the facebooks or whatever and that's what is the 1984ification of like disney saying oh we're actually going to rename uh boba fett's ship now uh they don't want to use the word slave one anymore and so i guess we you and i it's just like and ray too we talk about this all the time is like please don't just turn into compliant consumers uh there's there can be a strong anti-creator uh sentiment out there like one thing is when i'm sharing sharing mm. the show sometimes there's just it's automatic downloads whenever you share your own content because there's that thing yeah. of uh, the self-promotion thing and then yeah. my entire discourse on that is honestly you'd have to really struggle to like call that it's just like where else other than in this community would i be mentioning that and it's this thing of the um stockholm syndrome of oh actually i should probably just consume and just like and post memes and just be in that sort of placid um docile easily swayed and easily influenced kind of state and it's like man don't like kind of straight up don't and like and to segue into miyazaki like he honestly like with um and he creators of his ilk and the Kyle cards of the world and the George R. R. Martins. And like, they were faced with uh, a certain threshold of, do I just keep doing this fucking, you know, like by the numbers, safe bet kind of stuff. And we, we just do not remember the ones who took the safe bets. Like you've been on Amazon books, you've seen all the people who try and, and like, also, I'm sorry. There's like, did you see Elden souls? There was like someone fucking made a game called Elden souls, right? What? I know, and it's complete vanilla. It's BS, and and so it's like and, it's like the B movies you see in like a yeah. You know what? We don't have blockbuster and things like that anymore. But we have a, a a rental place in Japan still called Staya. You go to the B wall there, and you, you see you've got Transformers just came out. They've got the Transmorphers. Transmorphers, yeah. Like oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> you've got Saw, and I don't know, maybe Hacksaw. Like you know, just like you have C, then Saw, Seesaw. Yeah, yeah, That's with Joseph Momoa. But yeah. anyway, that's my thing. And and also, again, this ties into how why Kyle Card and I, who's on the show with me now, and you absolutely tuning in, Miss, Mrs., they, whoever you are, Tarnish tuning in, is is uh, we know like the power of fantasy is, is not only in its, the fact that we escape into it, but genuinely, if that person who created that fantasy didn't take you actually completely out of the norm and out of what has been created before there'd be no there'd be no sense of oh actually i'm escaping into something because it would feel samey it would feel rote it would feel uh done before and again a true testament to miyazaki to the kojimas which i guess i'll just uh mention uh kyle was the driver in death stranding i'll cut to that clip now oh there you go that's my dude um Grammy award winning performance right there complete and yeah robbed clearly and only the very beginning of a very long uh I really am manifesting this for you man he's got he's in the James Gunn phase of his career he's gonna have 
the two projects because you know konami did that disney thing of like you know not realizing what the good thing they had they're going to come back to him for silent hills in the meantime dc slash xbox has come in and they've grabbed him so he's going to get two so you got two giant opportunities kyle's agent love and light to you come on let's make it happen the door has been opened and uh open opened by a shrieking amazing i mean that's a that's an affecting performance brief but affecting you know yeah totally we've we've, we've riffed about it but yeah yeah slaying yeah. it slaying it brother um and yeah so for those people for the uh, the miyazakis for the uedas for the kojimas for the eric chahis jesus uh kubrick's uh, the people who literally had a moment of just i don't give a fuck and i'm gonna i'm not gonna follow a model man uh you know um there was people saying like you just cannot call it look george you can't call it star wars they're gonna think it's a celebrity fighting show they're gonna think it's a <laughs> bunch of celebrities fighting star wars and he said actually i actually don't give a fuck because i'm jaded and i'm i'm existential and i make thx 1138 short films and i'm calling it star wars and he got an immune system deficiency <laughs> while making it he got super stressed but then every motherfucking thing is an impression of star wars now so if that isn't an yeah. indicator that yeah like a couple of titles in this miyazaki guy he's still fucking creating iconic imagery he's not doing an impression of himself like kyle that's what i'm teeing you up for you and miyazaki your history with the man with his works and you and elden ring go for it well well just to tell you my the one the one thing i can i'm no let me just preface here i'm yes. stuttering i am no expert on Elden Ring or anything like this. But the one thing I can contribute to this conversation is in my wanderings one day in Tokyo, I just randomly found myself at the door of From Software. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, it's From Software. I saw that yeah. it, it's not like it's a big, like mm, like an image. I'm assuming, like, I'm sure. Mm. Like, you know, even with like um, uh, Kojima Studios, like it's in some building in Shinagawa somewhere, you wouldn't know it's there. But then when you yeah. find that, that iconic white white lit hallway. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, dude. Holy shit, the door opens you're like, whoa, mm -hmm. whoa, where am I? Um, it's like that's just an office building. I saw little placards from software. I'm like, yes, I found it. But yes. that, that's about it. That's that's what I have. But um okay. to segue from our previous conversation mm -hmm. about you know, frontier, having a map, that sort of thing. That's okay. what I love about the concept of Elven Ring and the concept of Souls games in general, is they don't give you a map. Hold no. on a second. My clock is doing a thing. That's cool. You Can do you your hear thing, that? buddy. I got you, man. Okay, we're back. Excellent. So they just drop you into this boom. That's it. Ridiculous world, and all you have to work off is seek the pale blood. Or yep. The ember fades. <laughs> the tarnished rise again. It's like that's all you know. That's you all know you know. You wake up in the darkness. You don't <laughs> nothing. It's life. You, it's you know, a metaphor for life. Okay, you're born. Go try and make something of it you know absolutely yeah, exactly you're accosted by a werewolf you get attacked <laughs> by zombies you don't even have a fucking weapon you're locked in a cell you know giant like it's like whoa, whoa what the fuck is going on like like first in video gaming the first like one hour of any new souls game that you jump in is just so my god it's just so refreshing and just mind-boggling at the same time like that first time you do the first hour of Sekiro, the first hour of dark souls first hour of bloodborne it's like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and you you'll still it. be five hours and still not knowing what's going on. It's just like life. Mm -hmm. You have to find the right person, NPC, to yeah. talk to, to give you some semblance of where to go, what to look for. Mm. And 
yeah, you're not given a map. You're not given anything. You have to find everything on your own. It just, it just brings it back to the basics. That's what I really like about souls. And they're also very fucking hard. Yeah. Just like life. Like just life like life. And I'm going to, I'm going to draw an unexpected, but it's a complimentary and this is true. I'm not just saying this is blow smoke. It, it's a, 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 a comparison with like souls and like the Benza, for example, it's it, like, that's why we drew, that's why Miyazaki himself, we actually spoke about this on the last episode with Zozuba is like when we Tara and I, and I would love for you on to be on that show too. Cause you can then actually, you can, you should be, you, you are going to be on that show. Cause you need to interpret for us. Like when you're speaking with Miyazaki, is that cool? Can I low key tap you on the shoulder when we get Miyazaki as the, you can be the interpreter. You can I, do could, that? I mean i could try <laughs> all right all right but basically he, we, the, the idea is that at one point i just want to ask him a few questions of like so what's with you and the et fingers like where's that story what's with you and then another one is like the characters like all of your characters are dead or dying or undead and 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 you as a fundamental premise of what you do with your characters and your worlds is um there's a bit of lighting there i have some lighting now okay cool um white screen 10 hours thank you Yay. um what what is this um you know what is this thing of of wanting to have certain parameters and, and i i guarantee you uh he would say look if i got re if you and me were like having shabu shabu with miyazaki and he got real with us he needs to sort of look like sake or whatever he's like kyle i'll be with the class let me tell you Fuck this world. Like it is so boring. And I just want to be in Yanam. And I just want to be in Lothric. And I just want to be in the lands between. And it's frankly the adage of the Stephen Kings, the Tolkien's. It's just that's what paracosm paracosmists or mythopoets. And I'm doing some of that stuff with the quantum myth, because I just and man, I cannot wait for the just the Calcardian pantheon of like all of your stuff, like Benza and then everything. It's like I see you as this like this emerging uh, multifaceted artist that is going to do incredible fucking things, dude. Like, I, like oh, I'm really gosh. manifesting that for you, dude. You know, the Cardian legacy. I will be, I'll be its chronicler. I will be telling, like in Conan the Barbarian. Fuck it, we're cutting to the Conan the Barbarian clip. There you go. Right. Oh, he alone. So <laughs> Only I can tell you of his adventure. You know. Uh, why can, can the just, fuck not? Can I bring it back to like yeah. what you're saying about me as like I had a thought. Yeah, go, go, about, go, go. Like his, his he's connecting thoughts, and I just find like you're saying like most of his characters like undead or dying or like half dead or whatever but there's also this this overall theme of like a corruption mm. you know yes. it's secular it's yes. the dragon rot in yeah. you know in dark souls it's the ember fades like that the fire is like you know mm -hmm. being extinguished from the world like what, what's what's the metaphor there like you have to like travel through and and there's there's always like a certain number of like figureheads that hold the power preventing yeah you know oh, the world yeah. to be purified and that sort of thing you have to like go and kill these people or, like take mm -hmm. the power from them and then just reignite the flame or something like this like free the people so to speak or like it's all clear the corruption yeah. and so it, so is it like some overall like critique of like society in general it like, is oh my god of ideas course it corrupt is. the people are living dead the fire is you know they're all hmm. dying and you need to take the power from these elites that are just killing the world you know like is dude this every game i swear it's like that underlying thing yeah. you know it's just it's mind-blowing i just, just kind of connected the dots right now but. well i think you articulated that better than i've ever done before more eloquently 
more eloquently than I could have. And, and oh, sorry, you have all the eloquence, but oh, Terry, you, you're the greatest man, brother. Um, because you know what I love is like this is with James Cameron, and this is why it may seem out of left field, but I actually, I, I as we were talking about soul fabrics, is like cut from the same cloth, and you just feel that as like a thing of like resonance. It's like Miyazaki, Kojima, and also James Cameron. There's this thing where James Cameron's like, I will not do something unless it actually has some kind of like envelope pushing thing or or something being said and and his thing is trojan horse uh activism through escapism like he he likes to like while your walls are down you know you're wrapped and you're listening to the story and then you start thinking about indigenous cultures and then subconsciously those have taken root and then you'll start caring more about indigenous cultures and environmental causes with mm -hmm. with miyazaki he actually gets really fucking real and says like life is fucking tough it's hard you lose things very unexpectedly and then a lot of things as well uh there is an, an element of uh, emotional resilience and resourcefulness building to, to his games which is it's again escapism but the trojan horse aspect is it's actually teaching you uh yeah these wonderful metaphors about like um you know yeah like having to step up and actually and and sort of yeah sort of show up as they say and you are often cast and perceive perceived by the story at least as this tarnish this fallen this this ash you know hollow the the, the bearer of the curse like you are in a in a we said this in a couple of episodes before, but yeah, your your path is to go from this, uh, and that's the path of life. Is like we go from crawling to like to, to greater heights, and then we, you know, and it's interesting. And in some of the descriptions we'll go into soon because there's been a couple of new uh, lovely segments added to the eldenring.com, which we'll go through, and maybe we'll if we're if we behave, we will get a Kyle Cardian recital. We will we'll see. Only if you behave, tarnished buffer, All right. listening and watching. Okay. Uh, which has to do with yes these as you were alluding uh, we're alluding to them these are the rune bearers so if you want to get i mean tara and i are big bo burnham people so it's like one out of these six it could be <laughs> the jeff bezos is like, mm -hmm. if you want to get super fucking metaphorical a lot of people they're like look i just want to slay some fucking crazy monsters or whatever but who the fuck knows like you know, uh, I, I find fr frankly allegory is additive to me I, I can take it or leave it and I can Tara talk Tara, T and I talk about the ability to you know enjoy media at certain depths and like Godzilla for example even if you had no idea that his like skin was inspired by like the charred unfortunately sadly the of the victims of Hiroshima like that's where his the skin texture comes from and you can read into it as its big beautiful powerful metaphor about like the, uh, the how we should be have deference to nature and how unstoppable nature is in reclaiming you know and mm. Hidetaka and also Kojima and all these people and Final Fantasy like they all have these similar themes of like just fucking respect nature don't fuck with it you know like don't mess with the laws yeah. And frankly, we're seeing that again from these uh, rune bearers who are um, warped. Like that's the specific word. They they're warped by this power. And how the fuck can you not like like draw that parallel? It's like we just see people with power getting warped by it and uh, corrupted. And I think light imitates light. Art imitates life in that scenario. So, what do you do? You have any riffs on that, man? Well, definitely. You can you can probably like think of like these kind of like room bearers in like our modern society like you said like jeff bezos like bill yeah. gates like you think elon musk the evil like frank scorpio 
That's right. Yeah. In, in your that's... Death Stranding, you know, those the floating, floating five figures, you know, like that kind of, that imagery of like the overseers, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, yeah. and who knows, like if these people are warped, you know, we, we have their media images, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to go ahead and say, oh, they're like evil supervillain people like doing all this stuff. But when you're holding on to billions of dollars in a single tweet, from some of these people can just like change the direction of entire markets and things like that. And entire, in some case, well, cryptocurrencies in the uh, sense of Elon Musk, things like that, um, could tank the stock market, things like this. I mean, I mean, that that's some power. And if you're doing it constantly, you start to think, is there some nefarious things going on here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. I can well, then you have like that. the, you know, there's the, the GameStop thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's not there, like the hedge funds, like short selling this, like to try to destroy this company and just make a bunch of money. So there's, there's, there's things going on, you know, that the people in power are doing to like leverage things. I mean, mm. I don't know. I, don't want to I just think you're, re you're really hitting on something that I just think is like drastically under discussed because frankly, as much as I personally love the escapism, I think ironically, the most powerful escapism is the kind that like really you can take some shit away and make, makes you think about the world and make, and actually as is, you know, an emotional intelligence stuff, it's like, it's actually to integrate it and not to just have mm. it be only escapism, you know? Uh, mm. And I love, for example, like with Peter Jackson, with Lord of the Rings, he's like, no, 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 this isn't us like going into full fantasy mode. This is, we are, you know, John Ronald ruled Tolkien back in the thirties, uh, looked at the Arthurian myths and said, okay, this is a, a ruined history. It's scattered. And we have mostly French origins for things. And like, where is our history? And so he wrote yeah. his own. And so then it has that authenticity of not feeling like something created. It's more like he discovered it. And often Miyazaki's games and Bloodborne, you know, all of those, it's about feeling as though something has just been there forever and you're just visiting, you know, you, and that's why uh, Kojima is the very same. Mm. Uh, everything feels so built i'm actually working on a book it's a uh, you know the the world the world beyond the frame you know it's it's at some point i'll i just want to have a beautiful pan to the like the pacific rims you know like we will never see that giant bible of content that uh guillermo del toro wrote he wrote it he gave it to idris elba he gave it to um rinko kikuchi right uh, charlie hunnam charlie day fucking ron perlman and 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 he just said look here is the world and and this is what George R. R. Martin did for Miyazaki. He said, here it is. It's everything, everything. And then I swear he does this. And it, it frankly is the reason why I think we've fallen in love and continue to be in love with these stories. I'm going to have a fucking shameless. I just, I'm, I love all the tangents, man. You need fucking mystery to be in love with something. Like if you are yeah. right up and I'm just going to relationship metaphor alert. Like if you, if you have someone just like right there and with no sense of mystery and you don't have a bit of loving distance, then you can never just find them intriguing and find that interesting. And frankly, he is always telling the story on the margins. So I want to actually chuck that to you, man. What do you reckon of um, Miyazaki's? Uh, he's like, no, I will literally just give you completely talk about shattered, a shattered narrative mm -hmm. of the world that you have to piece together in item descriptions. And number one, number two, how do you reckon that could uh, work with uh, something like Elden Ring? Well, I think, again, with the whole the uncharted type of like frontier aspect of his games, but I think he's really just taking that to another level here because we've we've learned through interviews with him like there is no straight linear narrative like there's to a certain point you know just you could think like the tutorial sandbox type thing that they have for you to you know get the grasp of the game and then after that it's like 
you can go over the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a there's a logical order of progression, but there's also really no restriction. You can go anywhere in the world. There's entire bosses you don't have to kill. You can avoid them entirely. Maybe even some of the demigods, you can avoid them entirely. Like yeah. you might not even want to venture into this realm because it freaks mm-hmm. you out or something. But it just, it kind of, it sounds like at this, because we can't say that we know for sure right now, but um, yeah, you can just basically go where and whenever you want and just do what you want, just like real life. Mm-hmm. And just like real life, you might just, you know, someone might come and stab you in the back when you don't <laughs> <laughs> and then take all yeah, your yeah. damn uh I'd say souls, but I don't know the currency in this game. So like mm-hmm. the, the experience currency, like any souls game, For it's sure, like, yeah. that just hits hard. You know, they just, you get blindsided and you just lose everything. Mm-hmm. You touched upon that earlier. Um, completely impromptu. This is on the show that, not that I need to say it on the show. Uh, for your birthday, dude, I'm going to send you an Elden Ring code. I'm going to do it. Happy fucking birthday, dude. I'm what? thinking gonna, I'm doing it. I'm just fucking doing it. So that's how don't that's how it, it works do it. So, no it's I done it's done it is gonna... done and i'll i'll say this uh katie uh who was on episode oh. seven i believe send me that p.o box we got a fucking corrupted monk mask for you so she she was doing a live stream this morning shout corrupted out corrupted mask monk bro yes corrupted yeah yeah monk, exactly. mask, so i just want basically i want every person um to i just a gift of some kind for being on the show so you and I, we go back 2018, and I've just been like, bruh, here you go. Like, if only there weren't these oceans, these fucking vast distances, man. We'd be fucking, uh, yeah, like, yeah. just hanging all the time and, and doing some... Actually, for you, what I would do is, um, because I, I like to do galleries, I like to do symbols and stuff. If we were, like, somehow, you know, Lothric style, like, the realms converged, and I could literally just, like, in half an hour, I could, like, come see you guys ray and i would come over i'd bring some patterns and art books over that would be fucking rad an art party yeah dude art book party get some Um, cheese and some bread wine (laughs) so then you well actually exactly dude oh and you sometimes you inspire these t-shirt ideas so i could like the tarnished cheese platter party fantastic there's a cheese platter party um but yeah so for you it'll be i'm just gonna send you the code man like and we're gonna actually get we're gonna see these editions you might actually be like actually albert fuck it like i want to get that golden order edition or whatever and i'll be like okay bro I'll, i'll help out with that uh because the and and I say this okay so Katie it's the mask and I'm tra- I'm literally keeping track of them all with Terra I just supported the fuck out of his channel like and yeah that's the gift there and then for Zoe for on the last episode your your episode neighbor Kyle uh, he has these amazing shirts and I grabbed from his stores like that's my gift to you is I'm just gonna grab like a puss of man shirt which are these enemies from Dark Souls three and I showed Ray it and and she's like this this works as like. Uh, just a beautiful kind of intriguing you know um piece of merch unto itself and one thing i'm doing now dude is whenever we tangentastically flow into it we're now in the merch sphere of things mm. can you please tell me about bakairo in japan and tell me that i can get either a bakairo in japan shirt or a benza shirt somewhere please tell me that go uh well bakairo japan i i i took a hiatus from the channel because okay. my my niche was um you know, bringing people to Japan and doing acting work, but the country's borders have been closed for the past year oh, and a half. So it's no like, I can't enough. really, I still get messages from people like, can I still be an actor in Japan? Like, yeah, like, what about visas and stuff? I'm like, yeah, but I, it's not I, time, baby. Maybe just next year. I don't year, really like, have I'm, the info for you, but I could yeah. probably still, 
I'm I'm planning to get back in and just do of course um, fun. I want you to continue. I cannot wait for it oh, to continue, dude. It's yeah. calling me yeah. back because there's there's all these people asking me questions. Like, okay, they need me. Yeah. So not that I, I'm not tooting my own horn here, but there's a there is not a lot of information out there about that. So um mm-hmm. acting in Japan. You are gonna you are frankly the one the one stop shop be all end all of, of the yeah, okay. So I'm a Western actor. Uh I've literally and you have, as they would say in the business, like you've made it, like you're in a Kojima game, and you and that's just the beginning of your, as I mentioned, this sort of unfurling of the Cardian legacy. Uh and and but I just think, yeah, so folks out there, you know, we are very, you know we resonate with that kindred kind of creativity folks like actors artists this and if you are either planning on going to japan you know um like that's something please look at his some of his backlog stuff obviously we but when he when you return with um and i can't wait for it it's, it's also a good vibe kind of channel like i'm i'm not an actor i've done some acting but i just i'll just throw on your channel just like it's just good it's good vibes like i i enjoy the energy of, of the editing and everything so uh well, and so yeah that that's going to be your one-stop there. destination for like as you you know yeah. chris broad has got you covered for some of the i mean he casts his net super wide and frankly yeah it is absolutely destined and i will I will clip this out and send this to Chris so that he can put this in his like, oh, this is when it was foretold that card foretold. And, and broad would combine, you know, cardboard. Oh, <laughs> I'm serious. That's a fucking collab. That's a T-shirt right there. I'm going to fucking design it. Cardboard, you know, cardboard. Well, if it happens, please do. And um, in yeah. terms of Benza, we have we have some merch you can get locally, like, oh, like that well, and then- tote bags. But if you played the Benza RPG, yeah, that's free. Okay, well, there you go. That's in the description right now. In fact, yeah. here you go, flashing it on the screen in the edit. The Benza, Benza RPG. 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 Free now. on Android, Apple. Get it on Steam. It's all there. Excellent. Get it's all there. Yeah, well, why Windows, not? All that stuff. For sure, and we're on a we're on an RPG podcast, baby. So tell us, do you know a little? So it's have you played it, and ha, what's it like? This uh, Ben's up. Well, I have a little bit of a playthrough video on my channel. Uh, where right I'm, here, I'm, yeah, there you go. There's the video right there. All guy. the editing, yeah, excellent. Um, we have actually, it's been out for a while. We've just trying to get on the different platforms. It came out first on the iOS store, uh, so you could play it on your your iPhone or tablet. And uh, we got it onto Steam, and now it's on the Android store. So we basically got everyone covered right now. Um, so you play it on your handheld devices, or you can play it on your laptop. Um, mm-hmm. I personally prefer on the laptop because it's a retro RPG, just like you know Final Fantasy Dragon Quest style, and that sort of spritey graphics. Mm-hmm. And I like to play it with a controller because that's how I grew up playing these games. Excellent. And we've got mostly original music uh we voice our own characters in the game oh, that's amazing it's, great. it's very meta it's ridiculous we even we even had an expansion on it so <laughs> we have the original game and then there's an expansion within the game it's already built into the game so you can play it and you can switch it back and forth between japanese and english Excellent. currently so and that's a, that's it's all free it's all free folks so um that's happening i'm gonna download that i'm serious like that sounds fucking that's sounds it's fun, fun you'll man. have a blast man like this is like yeah these are like people i know are in this game like everyone's yeah. like yeah Higashi nakano is the setting it's like it's populated all by people i know no like, chris is a damn genius he's got like the hair and makeup artist his characters in the town he's just got everyone that makes me so happy and like, everyone's the character the directors in the game like <laughs> cameraman in the game like you know that's actually really unique and listeners viewers like uh I did a bit of a, oh, going into my like falsetto. Like I've been watching a lot of George R. R. Martin. He's oh, 
voice. Oh, oh he's oh. going up there with his voice. Oh, oh. Uh, but no, I, I, I actually do not hear that much love and a care being poured into a, a mobile game. So, folks, vote with your money if you want to see more like that. Like that's and look at that. Like that's almost. You know how I don't know if you've seen uh, the like The Witcher Three. I'll cut to a picture now. They did a an amazing uh, like everyone signed it. Actually, Final Fantasy Fifteen as well. There you go. Like the whole team signed this booklet. And honest and Jesus, editing Albert, you're gonna love this. God of War, as well. They had all of these. I don't. I just love that. That like the team cared enough to like put themselves in it, put tributes in it, sign it. Like, so I love that. And 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 honestly, the Benz is a perfect premise for a game anyway. But you have to send me. I will send you whatever, however many fucking yen. Need a Benza t-shirt, man. I need that. Okay. When we get the t-shirts, you'll have one. But do okay. we have t-shirts? We have tote bags for the game. Okay, tote bags for sure. the game. But if I'll, you... I'll have to double check. I mean, okay. um, our merch manager is always making new things. So, okay. um, all right. Yeah. There you go. It's in the pipeline. I will check up on the progress bar of like, when is Albert getting his Benza shirt? And it would just be that, you know how you guys have that kind of Indiana Jones type. Yeah, just you and Chris just there. I'm like, fucking Benza life, man. Or get fucking abstract with it. I'll whip together some amazing... You know you want an Inko Sensei shirt. Okay, well then, yeah. I mean, I have to, yeah, like, definitely. I I need to fully watch that fucking series, man. And this is a sign. I'm just gonna, after, instead of going straight into editing this... I'm just going to benze it up after this. You've really hyped me up for it, dude. It's only about an hour of your time. You should be fine. Skills. And that's for you folks <laughs> as well. And yeah, again, links in the description. So that's rad. But let us um, continue this wonderfully organically arrived at segue of RPGs. Yeah. And let's talk about you with, as you mentioned, playing these old school RPGs. Uh, how you're anticipating that to kind of interlace and bend diagram with what is very clearly a beautiful for both George R. R. Martin and Miyazaki. There's, we're seeing all the signs right down to the, as I sent you that description uh, on uh, on the Instagram, which I wrote. It's on the screen now for you. Um, this idea that that description is lifted straight out of a like a 1993 Mega Drive manual, like the lands between are shattered. Like no one does that anymore. Like that big, beautiful yeah. description that you'd be reading on the car ride home from having bought the game, you know, on the I was just going to say that like, you'd be reading on the car ride home. You just can't wait to open it. It's like oh, reading it like three times. Like, oh, I'm so excited. Look at the, the single like three screenshots yeah. they have of the gameplay. Like, oh, I'm so excited. Oh. That's right. So take us back to those Cardian days back in the past, and then let us segue into the uh, the next 15 seconds for uh, continuing the gathering of the shards of this trailer. Go for it. Well, I'd have to say the most formative RPGs that I played growing up were like the Final Fantasies mm-hmm. and Chrono Triggers on Chrono Triggers, Chrono Trigger on uh, Super Nintendo, which Excellent. I didn't own a Super Nintendo. I used, you know, t- emulation, but <laughs> that's guys. Cool. It was fine. <laughs> and uh, also the Diablo series, yes. like strong fan of Diablo series, but I stopped playing after two. I mm. never got into three, but I am looking forward to four to see how that goes. We got but, Chrono, um, Final Fantasy and Diablo shows, man. So just jump on any of them. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Well, I'm just going to say you know, Final Fantasy just because, you know, that's why I'm just so happy to see the creation and manifestation of the Benza RPG mm. because it's basically those types of graphics and the types of sprites and just like the type of like game and fight style that I grew up playing is just so how'd you feel about that being made into a game how'd you how'd you feel about it 
like you remember yeah you remember those little characters on yeah. the, when you're fighting against the creatures on the screen there in the in, during a battle in final fantasy like i am one of those characters now that's really and that nice. blew my goddamn mind i'm like <laughs> holy shit if you know like 10 year old kyle could see this he, he, he might die you know like and <laughs> that's it's my so voice cool, in the dude. game i'm like I know. Yeah, like I'm just I'm like so happy <laughs> for you, man. That's so cool. It's it's so surreal. It's I don't know. It's it's hard oh, to describe. I'm all I'm gonna say is limited run games. If anyone who knows anyone, if who knows anyone, can you just make some connections, send some emails? Let's get for Kyle, my brother right here, and I will order a copy. We'll get a little mini army to like put a fucking like guaranteed sales. So then you can justify this to whoever. Limited run games, they do these physical copies. If my brother Kyle can have a physical copy of his RPG on like a Switch, like a Switch copy of the game, some cartridge form that that man can like put on <laughs> that you do, can put on your shelf and then give to the little, the little cardlings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's digital these days hey i like, know what's really yeah Let I mean, run. great <laughs> the cartridge of that game like wow i want it to be called the cartridge all right see what i mean cut card, card. i like i like punning you're a ham it's a you're good a ham. to pun on it's good sure okay cool i get i get a two out of ten for that at least it's cartridge i'll give you a three I'll all right three. okay thank you brother um but that, that's really do and, and i'm the same you know i think we 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 came up on that same final fantasy um uh frankly when i look at this when i see the lands between and we do and i've actually for each of the shows i have a it's a log line it's and I, it usually occurs to me it happens naturally so for us it is rise tarnished mm -hmm. you know which is from the some of the copy of the title but also that's just what we're all going to be doing and um but i think yeah. we're all tarnished in our own way you know yeah i mean yeah. i think it's a call to us especially after these covid times we've all because yes. what happens to the glinting silver when you put it away in the in the it drawer does. for so long we've all been <gasps> shut away you said inside it, our houses just away tarnished. from the sun and just getting tarnished oh my god this true. out of nowhere i was in this thing yeah. about talking about worlds upon worlds like that's the thing for final fantasy podcast uh but dude now i just i'm gonna tell tara about this and just folks like right there i have this thing of the tarnish being you know tied in with like george r, r. martin and his feelings of feeling as though his legacy has been tarnished with game of thrones but frankly it's equally likely uh that as he was like putting the finishing touches or whatever these names like leading up into the COVID era like that that could have been maybe a thought of having been exiled we've all been exiled you know from the outside world from we've we have felt exactly. exiled and so there's a there's going to be a beautiful sense of coming back home kyle you are a peerless uh pop culture art and entertainment analyst and symbolist you fucking take that in man don't you don't you like water off a duck's back that you're taking that in man you that's okay. right that's well Taking done, it. dude. Good take. Oh, we, we must all rise again to the homeland and retake our yes. glory. Our yes. glorious Elden Lordship. Now, if you wanted to, I would like to. I think that Kyle, have they well have they been well behaved? The, the Tarnish Boffins watching. What do you reckon? Johnny, take that out of your mouth. Uh, Johnny. Betty. You, Betty. John, sit down. Betty. If sit you want down. listen, oi, put that popsicle down. Chucky! Thank you. Okay. Ready? All right. All right. Okay, I, think, so in, I think that's that. I, I, okay. So I think 
if you did want to lead us into this uh, recital of the now what we affectionately call the Final Fantasy in the <laughs> 90s-esque manual kind of like description on the site um i'll just send it to you again if you have your phone nearby or just bring it up in your dm have to right? zoom in on this thing but i will i will gumbaru as they say in japanese you got this buddy this and this jacket sleeve i have it here in front of me yes. <laughs> this is some of these words i probably can't read because i'm not studious these days you're all good but i will gumbaru how far do you want me to do this my friend if you could go from tarnish of the lands between to for that is how a champion or a lord is born. What I will do, though, to make it oh, really Jesus. like a special thing, what we're going to have now is a bit of music in the edit. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The recital is about to begin. I give you the peerlessly talented, gifted, and kindred, tarnished actor, Kyle Card. In his recital of Tarnished of the Lands Between. <laughs> All right, my clock's doing a thing again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I will I'm I know you're probably a wizard I'm, of the editing, so Yeah, I am the wizard. Go. All right, I gotta wait for it to uh, oh it's Oh, it's 11, isn't it? This is going to ring 11 times. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Dude, if I had done that on stage, there would be so much. And I would I would be celebra- celebrating that much laughter. It would have been this giant moody thing. And then you're like, hold on. My, wait a sec. That's my clock right now. And in like a really thick yeah. like Canadian accent. Yeah, like, like that's, sorry. that's my clock, man. You know. I could have just shut up, you know, like, you know, when Michael Jackson jumped out from the stage and the last <laughs> I just stood there for two whole minutes. It's all good. I'm chucking this one in the end of the show, definitely. But yeah, go for it, too. All right. <clears throat> Tarnished of the lands between. Here we go. The golden order has been shattered. Throughout the lands between, demigods holding shards of the Elden Ring squabble and make war over the ruins of a perfect realm, now abandoned by the golden guidance of the greater will. As the echoes of this conflict thunder in the distance, an outcast arrives. Once, their ancestors called the lands between home, but the blessed light of their grace... Let me reread that. But the blessed light of grace was lost to their tribe long ago, and they were expelled from the kingdom. They are the tarnished, and they have returned to claim the Elden Lordship promised to them by legend. This is the world of Elden Ring. As a tarnished, the lands between await your exploration. You will ride through the vast fields, gallop over rolling hills, and leap to the top of rocky crags on your immaterial... <laughs> Fuck. That's okay, dude. Uh, <laughs> editing is amazing. Take it from, you will ride through the vast fields. All right. Yeah. You will ride through the vast fields, gallop over rolling hills, and leap to the top of rocky crags on your ephemeral steed, revealing a world teeming with life and danger. Excellent. We're going to go ephemeral on that pronunciation. Okay, one more time. With, <laughs> you got this, man. I'm actually literally going to send like like a shouts for like this is this is work for you man so i'm gonna sh- i'm sending you some shout this is red this is fantastic thank you so yeah, you will ride and go ephemeral okay ephemeral okay you will ride through the vast fields gallop over rolling hills and leap to the top of rocky crags and your ephemeral steed revealing a world teeming with life 
in danger. In the grand fields where your journey begins, mythic creatures prowl the belts. Ineffable horrors lurk in the bogs and marshes. Damn it. That's okay. that again. Yeah. In the grand fields where your journey begins, mythic creatures prowl the belts. Ineffable horrors lurk in the bogs and marshes, and all manner of soldiers and ignorant warriors. Itinerant. It's fucking. Itinerant. That's what I mean. They've chosen all these fucking words. This is all itinerant. going in our takes later. It's going to be fucking great. You take it, man. Itinerant. Uh, you, by the way, you just fucking go. Like, take as long as you want. I love it. This is fantastic. Okay. All right. I will restart that paragraph. Yeah. In the grand fields where your journey begins, mythic creatures prowl the belts. Ineffable horrors lurk in the bogs and marshes, and all manners of soldiers and itinerant warriors are waiting for those who wander unaware. Shy creatures, noble on sweet grass. Damn it. Here we go. Shy creatures nibble on sweet grasses or scuttle through the underbrush. I think you got a bit of my laughter in that last one, so let's get a clean one of that one. Here we go. Shy creatures nibble on sweet grasses or scuttle through the underbrush. Those few inhabitants who are not mad or hostile linger near the broken remnants of cities left behind by the shattering. They may have answers for you if you help them. Above all, esconced. Okay, so above them all and esconced in the vast legacy. Is it like yeah. being like a scion, like in scion type of thing? Esconced? Yeah, I know, is right? it like, okay. Esconced is just to have hidden somewhere, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm. I've never seen the word esconced. <laughs> I am not studious. <laughs> Escargle. <laughs> I, I studied the wrong literature. I studied like Japanese lang and lit. So these words, they just never oh, came really? to my vernacular. This is you returning oh. to the lands of your English. There you go. Yes. After being all japanese I love it. It's true. Mm-hmm. All right, let me do this. Uh, I'm gonna do this whole paragraph again. Okay. No, it's good. okay. Go from above the mall, man. Don't give yourself ex. Don't I, I give yourself like ex. <laughs> let me just do the paragraph. I, I, I sconced. Okay, here okay. we go. Right. Those few and in- oh, let me do it again. Yeah. Those few inhabitants who are not mad or hostile linger near the broken remnants of cities left behind by the shattering. They may have answers for you if you help them. Above all, ensconced in vast legacies bristling with traps, secrets, and guardians. The demigods, warped lords who began as members of a royal and noble family, rule their domains with the unyielding power granted by the shards of the Elden Ring. I love it. Go to the next one. Okay, here we go. go You should do audiobooks, brother. You fucking, this is great. I don't know about that, but here we go. The guidance of lost graces, should you find them, will put you on the road to retake those lands from the demigods through might and magic. But you need not follow their path. The choice is yours. Do you crave power or do you seek understanding? Decide for yourself, then build your character as you see fit. Try dozens of skills and find one to best suit your style. Practice stealth to avoid danger or catch enemies unaware. Use the environment, the weather, and the time of day to gain an advantage. Learn the art of combat, where you must read your enemy's intentions and well-timed dodge or parry. Learn the art of combat, 
where you must read your enemy's intentions, and a well-timed dodge or parry could be the difference between life and death. No sec here. Scrolled in here. Loving it. God damn it. Okay, here we go. Ride your steed into battle against mounted mercenaries and cut them from their horses. Master arcane spells from the masters that still linger among the ruins of the war. Some are familiar spirits to even the odds against you or call I, on. I think we had a summer instead of a summon there. So okay. There All go. right. And go for it. Summon familiar spirits to even the odds against you or call on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fucking takeouts, baby. Let's go. Narrations yeah. is hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> Narrations is are hard. See, my English sucks. Okay, here we're going. We're going back in. We're going back in. Let's do it. So, uh, <laughs> <summon>. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Summon familiar spirits to even the odds against you, or call on your fellow tarnish to fight at your side and share the burden as you explore. Or delve into the complex, bloody history of the shattering. That's a weird. Or delve into the complex, bloody history of the shattering. So like, okay. Or, or I'm I'm gonna take out that comma. Okay, do it. Or delve into the complex, bloody history of the shattering. Oh, okay, I'll see. I'll give you one. Or delve into the complex, bloody history of the shattering. Very good. Or delve into the complex, bloody history of the Shattering and discover the lost secrets of the demigods and their kin. All these paths are possible and more. Ultimately, your journey will be defined by the strength of your own ambition. The greater your goals, the greater the challenge will be. Should you choose to claim the lands between as your birthright, then yes, you must fight. And yes, you may die, but you will return to fight again. For that is how a champion or a lord is born. Excellent, sir. I think I changed my accent midway. I'm sorry. Killed it, old bean. There you go. So in the edit later, I'm going to stitch this beautiful thing together. You will seem, you will be seamless. I'm going to add an echo effect to make you seem even more lordly. And uh, I'm actually going to cut footage of the game and the intro and make it super fucking moody, dude. You're going to love it. And then all them fucking takeouts at the end, bro. Oh, I almost want to do it again now because you're doing it like that. No, dude, I, I, I've got enough there for my edit. It's going to be great. I just feel like my I changed my tone midway because mm. it was a long ass read. And I yeah, think I, I found my tone right at the end. But then, yeah, well, I don't know. what I'm doing, dude, is I'm getting you ready for fucking Legacy of Kane. OK, that's what I'm getting you ready for. OK, because you need to get your Shakespeare on for that. James um, Deify, the clans but few know the truth. He was mortal once, yeah. as were we all. <laughs> um, dude, you have to come on the Legacy of Game podcast. I was, yeah, I missed that one with the with the art director. The art director, but he's coming back, and uh, I've had some community, I, which I agree with, community feedback where they're like, "We have so many more questions for him." So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get him back, and then you are going to be on the show, and then it's you riffing with him. It's going to be rad. You're going to love it. So I'll send you details for that, buddy. So we do this Got thing it. of the Elden Ring um, trailer. 
if you wanted to bring it up, we're going to look at, uh, you go to the 42nd mark, I think we're at now, uh, doing this kind of lovely, deliberate scrub through of the trailer where genuinely, dude, for every one of the 12 second chunks that we have, um, that we've actually analyzed, dude, we You're have- at 40. Okay. Yes, so that's the lovely right. sunset. Is that where we are here? Yeah, yeah, basically. So we've, but we've pulled, honestly, from every single chapter, we've pulled something always just so worthwhile, you know? So basically that la the last shot is uh, the first shot that we're on. It's uh, the zero four. sorry, my apologies, 047. So it's the tarnished and the amazing ephemeral mount just landing. And so we will go from zero, 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 47 seconds. And then we're going to go from there. Oh, sorry, 45 seconds to um, another 15 there. So now that first shot, like that, we need to talk about that show because we're going to, we'll just, we'll pause on each of the shots that we, that we're looking at. So the establishing right. shot with the Erd tree, the Erd tree, that's <laughs> right. And so as soon as he leaps, okay. So he's landing on that craggy thing. Obviously this prompts us in terms of what's available visually to riff on um, the platforming. Now, what do you reckon about like this, this idea of when you're open in the open field, like it's honestly just not going to be something that most players even elect to do uh, to be on foot, frankly. Like when you have that mount, like you're going to be doing this platforming. So, riff on that. Uh, if you've maybe have some experiences with other games where, like, obviously a pona comes to mind, but I think Yakul is this extremely mobile. Like it, it has the, the the horns which evoke like mountain goats and stuff. So what do you reckon you about like attack? Like can you gore enemies with Yakul? Probably. Like, just, like get Probably. a charge and it's like like yeah. I want to see that. But horse okay. platforming, man, that damn. Yeah. I mean, I was stoked. Oh, was it was it Twilight Princess? Mm. Legend of Zelda, where we had that horse combat, like that epic fucking battle where you're like in the field and then the, then the bridge. Yeah, dude. Like a duel on the bridge. Oh my god, that was so that was just so good. Oh when you god. mentioned it's so great that you mentioned that because we had we were wolf link in that and there was a lot of quadruped uh platform in that one that yeah you know so it's interesting yeah so but yeah that i what do you reckon in terms of how versatile they'll be and like uh just some mind's eye cinema from kyle card of like what we might discover like yeah, exploring think, and yeah go for it i think it might it might be smooth as freaking butter because they really ramped up just movement and platforming in Sekiro. Hmm. And I think they're just going to take everything that they learned from that and just like put it in here. Like just the rope mechanics of Sekiro is just insane. Just imagine you're on an ephemeral horse, mm. bull, goat thing. And I, don't know, I think this movement is going to be fluid. It's going to and those like those like like warp platform things that they have for the yeah, horse. Yeah, dude, the jump pads. And, like we're not there for us, but we've all seen the trailer. Yeah, like dude. probably utilizing those to get like the different areas like will be multiple things of those like <gasps> oh you just platform. made me think about the spire of the dragon thing which we haven't talked about you know how you would fly through the different portals and you could go higher and higher yeah who knows if see that's that's the benefit of, of going at this deliberate of a pace is now i'm thinking dude if we're because you see some of these teaser tweets from from uh talking about making our way to the branches of the earth tree imagine no. if they decide to go full 90s retro and you remember like there were there were chunks of like 
Crash Bandicoot, Spire of the Dragon, where there would be like platforms that would be like hollow or, or like transparent, and you needed to like do something to make that platform like solid. So mm. then, um, yeah, so then maybe like with uh, Yakul, which is the, the name that people are using for the steed, like you actually have to like unlock a bunch of things, defeat a couple bosses, so then you have these these things that you can make leap and leap and then finally make that final giant leap to the Erd tree itself, where I assume this is my headcanon. What I'm, uh, you know, speculating is that we will encounter from that very first 2019 trailer. We will, we will find the abandoned forge, you know, where there was like where, where the Erd Elden Ring was, uh, was shattered. So what do you reckon of like maybe become a yeah. tree again? Are we like, is it like every other souls game where you like, you just die at the end? Yeah, <laughs> it's probably, <laughs> although like an anticlimactic end to like a an any sort of like dark souls game it's like oh no and then you no, just die. you're the keeper of the play like, oh. that's it man well second shot here we have um i call this the fellowship of the ring shot because the way that the light is streaming through this is at 0048 it's when you just see the tarnish just heading off into these woods like the dapple oh, that is beautiful kumorebi i think that's the you would help me with this yeah, it's the kumorebi, yeah yeah the yeah. dappled light you basically know? means the light that is Billing through type thing yeah it's what my tattoo is based off of it's those uh the, the specific shapes that like oh, leaves make yeah organopy baby that's what it's called organic canopy but so with this one yeah um like, say again mate like the environmental like effects of this game like the lighting and uh, the wind like that like like almost like every blade of oh, i can't see it on my screen but every blade of grass is seems to be animated as well like yeah my god the vegetation yeah vegetation <laughs> there's another t-shirt the vegetation um dude, I'm all about the vegetation yeah i am all about it the reason rustling i say leaves you're rustling exactly man grass weather oh, effects awesome. i'm all about it yeah for sure man like for me so this immersive. one is uh the reason why i call it the fellowship of the ring shot is there's a specific sequence which i'm going to cut to it now it is when gandalf is uh basically he's he's you know he's bid he's bidden bilbo off onto his journey this is 2001's fellowship of the ring timeless film classic film please watch it if you haven't yet and um and it is that very beautiful and and i'm gonna play some of the music of that scene in the background here because it's just so evocative uh talk about transporting someone it is the crossing of the threshold essentially for gandalf like that obi-wan moment of like saying you have to go to moss eisley or whatever you know and uh it's them in this very very particular glade uh and there's like it's quiet and he's basically talking about how the ring wants to be found you remember that scene mm. yeah and uh, yeah when i see this i just think of what is up against us uh you know we're on this quest but it won't be easy i i dare say there'll be obviously the countless foes in our path like these clearly affected by the tarnished by by the by the shattering these these the citizenry of the lands between and uh, you're alone uh at least unto yourself if you're playing it alone but then kyle have i do i have your accord that the elden fellowship will uh unite to enter the lands between together online let's do it man like that's gonna be an option right oh that, oh, oh dude that'd be so fun i never have anyone to play souls games with that, i'm usually it. late to the party like when i started playing bloodborne you know yeah, but it's far, far too late. I started playing <laughs> like, no one I know is playing this game. <laughs> well, there's rumors of a remaster soon, so we shall see. Yeah. We shall see. But uh, 
Well, what does this scene do for you, man, in terms of, I mean, you mentioned some of the details, but uh, anything in particular reminds you of, or what do you reckon? Well, uh, speculation? you mentioned Fellowship of the Ring and like crossing the threshold. It just made, it reminded me of that scene where uh, uh, Sam and Frodo are leaving the Shire and then Sam is like, this. he's like, what's wrong? And Frodo looks back, he's like, what's wrong, Sam? He's like, this is it. Mm-hmm. I'll take one more step. It's the farthest from the Shire I've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dude. there's a YouTube video where. <laughs> That's cool. Let's cut to it. All right. Now you can explain it so I can add the clip. Go for it. It's probably really fucking dirty. Go for it. Uh, they, 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 they played the whole movie where like every time. <laughs> yeah, go. Come on. Every time Sam takes a step forward in the movie, they cut back to that scene. <laughs> <laughs> It's like this is it. If I take one more step, it's the furthest from the shower I've ever been. The video is like nine hours long. It's completely ridiculous. <laughs> is that ju- is that just fellowship? Yeah, um, just fellowship. It's so funny. Oh, dude. So now, listeners, you know why this episode is twelve hours long. Okay, because I had to include that whole segment. Now, obviously, it's I so stupid, but it's so creative at the same time. <laughs> they did the that's, whole fucking movie. That's like. Um, that's like uh what is it the somebody like you know the, some of those shots yeah. I'll, I'll i'll cut to it now it's the smash mouth but every time he says somebody like it goes three times faster or something it's you'll like it it'll be great listen, listen back to the episode later man i think you'll dig it yeah um but that's hilarious uh, sorry, and getting, i love back that. to the actual question that's uh, cool man i love it does this no i think there's just really this cut itself it's, it's like this hopeful this is like the beginning it is the threshold this is a Thank journey you. it's still it's still safe you know you, you're not it's, it's a hopeful in a sense that's it's what i feel about the, the fellowship of the ring scene like it feels yeah. like they're still like it's it's that's a, like a beautiful forest but and on any other day that would just be a peaceful day in the forest but because gandalf is there like bearing them forth into this perilous journey there's a bit of sweetness to it because it's like I, we can't fully appreciate this beautiful setting because there's a there's a quest that needs doing you know so yeah and it's it's, it's also great like if you compare like probably this scene you probably do the same thing for this game as well but the lord of the rings like you could take like frodo how he looks in his mental mm. state at the threshold and then by the end like Mount Doom, he's just fucking broken missing a Dude. finger like, ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah this was the cost that was the fucking cost yeah. this is the beginning of like unknown horrors you know this is the mm-hmm. gateway you're still the hopeful like optimistic hero but who knows how it will warp you and change you along the way you know that's so. it dude you said it. The last thing I'll point out here is a cool little mood, uh, like idyllic little fence over there to the right. And then this interesting, um, it might just be an environmental detail, but uh, we know about a few, uh, the graces are going to be like checkpoints, but that's not a grace. It's like this kind of gathering of like four little, uh, uh, it's probably, honestly, it's probably flowers, but if it's anything, it does seem quite bright though. So what we could be looking at there is some form of collectible and uh uh cue all the people worried about like oh you know elden ring is going to be this big collector thought it's like no i just think maybe it's um in the similar way to brutal legend you know which i love um uh, there's a couple there's like groves of flowers or whatever that you can go and yeah that would be kind of cool because they are entering open world so folks you have to make some allowances mm-hmm. there's probably going to be like 
there, I, I believe there is a crafting system confirmed for Elden Ring. So that little yeah, I think I heard some about that too. And there's like yep. yeah, you need to get the the basic ingredients, so to speak. So yeah, there will That's be it. a uh, what is a it bushel foraging foraging concept. It is aspect. a shrubbery, and now we cut to shrubbery. there. You go, Monty Python. <laughs> Pardon me. Whew. No, I do. I you're fine, dude. You're fine, and that is because actually, what do they say? It's when you sneeze, someone's thinking of you. So, are you uh, thinking we have, of me, Albert? Uh, yeah, man, I care about you, bro. Bro, look after yourself, bro. Uh, okay, let's go to the next shot. Uh, looking at zero zero forty. God fucking damn this shot, Kyle. Take it, take it from the Matthews Bridge. This is dude. this is the misty shot, right? Ah, uh, the misty lands of the. The fog. I mean, people talked about the foggy sea. I don't think, obviously, that's just. It's just. This is just. It looks fog. like a forest, um, actually. Like that a- is. I believe it's going to be, as you said, very, very astute, dude. And again, you. It's that amazing Rorschach of like having different people on the show. They'll see something, and the Kyle cards of the world will see tarnish as this metaphor for like. I mean, COVID. I had not thought of that. That's brilliant. Uh, but <laughs> so if I were to say, okay, so Kyle. This shot here. So again, that's a forest. You know, Sean the Law Hunter mentioned stuff about the foggy sea. It's not a foggy sea. That's just like fog. But I think we could be looking at our Elden Ringian or one of these uh, areas of uh, considering that this game will be just in terms of space larger than all of the um, uh, yeah Miyazaki titles combined. Like just uh, way way larger, yeah. and that could be one of just one of these uh, forbidden forest equivalents from from Bloodborne. So what do you reckon of that, buddy? It's definitely that forest there looks probably like hell for mm. combat. It's probably going to be one of those things like that you have as a character. It's been confirmed you have like stealth abilities, things like that. But I'm sure in foggy forests like this, there's going to be enemies with very, you know, strong stealth abilities themselves. So this could probably be a shit show <laughs> to get through this forest, to get to this probably well-guarded demigod's castle. Because if we know anything about like, you know, monarchies and things like that, they'd like to have their, their you know, fortresses up high where everyone mm. can see, but they can't easily get to. So this is obviously a demigod giving a giant middle finger yeah. to the lands in between. It's like this is this is my pad, bitches. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Come and get me if you dare. If you can get here, um, you probably can't, but yeah. try anyways, mm. you fool. So I yeah. was. It's so funny. I was doing some Silent Hill reading in preparation of what ended up not being anything Silent Hill related, which was the state mm. of play. And uh, just I was going on one of those, um, you know, Wikipedia Lincoln ventures, and one of the things Silent Hills has is not only fog. I guess I'll throw that in mm. there. But um, this these references, biblical references, occult references, and then I came across uh, Solomon, so King Solomon, and. Uh, and there is an adventure that King Solomon went on where he was looking. He was, it's called the palace with no entrance. And it made me think of these ensconced lords uh, who are desperately clinging to power. And that manifests in, in as you can see, that is, a, as you said, a giant middle finger, you know. But it, it strikes me as like, it's interesting. I, I think of uh, the Wizard of Oz as well with that sort of forest that leads up to the Witch of the West, mm. Wests, you know. It's like a the haunted forest that you must go through to get to the mm. nigh on impenetrable castle. It's all, as I said, this is just a grand return to their own to their own lands of origin for Miyazaki. It's like and 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 um, uh, George R. R. Martin for sure. You know, with that haunted sort of forest classic sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. You know, isn't classic. 
Yeah. And and so for me with this, it's like um, this particular lore, uh, which we I don't think there's enough about this. If I, okay, let's put bets on the table, I guess. If I were to say that that was any one particular lord's castle, uh, I'll give that one to. I know that the many armed king has a sort of it's like the the ramparts and stuff. That's like a darker stone. So that one, I'm gonna give that one to potentially that woman seated. She she strikes me as someone who could be. I don't think she's Marika. Uh, I think she's another. I think Marika is gonna be a, just like a colossus. And in fact, your episode titled "Buddy, This Is Marika the Eternal." So give us your Kyle Cardian take on this entity who birthed these rune lords, who then had this, you know, very Greek myth kind of quality of wanting to split apart the you know the origin light of the world and then sort of jealously guard them like who would this woman have been uh entirely speculatively uh go for it man marika the eternal such an evocative name you know so marika's the one who shattered the ring she she gave birth to these beings these six demigods right. who presumably when the ring was shattered, took them the same way as the Dark Souls. You know, they at the end of the world, those lords took up those souls, including the furtive pygmy, pygmy, mm. which is the ancestor of mankind and stuff. So we don't know if she's directly responsible for the shattering, but uh, she certainly seized on that opportunity. Uh, In the teaser know. trailer, someone shadows the ring, right? If I'm not mistaken. Those, yeah, like which we are. Is yeah, we're speculating canon? them. Yeah, to either be one person because there's this, there's the female. I, I frankly, I think people are conflating that. I think that's just the thing of editing. The person destroying it is that masculine figure, and mm -hmm. uh, to the side somewhere, there's this woman who is herself shattering because it's um, yeah, it's they're made of the same fabric. Like if you're shattering your own creation, but you're part of it yourself, then you're shattering yourself. So, it's interesting that uh, I here's my theory you just inspired it as we're riffing now dude because you're on the show is i think that the ring was shattered as a self as a uh as a measure to ensure that it wasn't you know given to the sauron of the world like that it was i think that the shat do you think the what is your over under on the shattering of the ring having been a security measure to make sure that like uh you know that no one could ever put it together again and and, and have its full power what do you reckon well, well if, you, if you look like these demigods like the corruption that is wrought from them just having a shard of the ring just think of the ultimate power that could be granted to those who who wield the uh the completed ring mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's one of those classic only those pure of heart could like handle the power and resist yeah. the corruption inherent in you know, ultimate power, right? So it might be, it might be that she might be like a, a benevolent being who's yeah. like you said, preventing this ring from falling into like the hands of a Sauron type character, or maybe there was something else afoot here. Maybe Marika the Eternal is like is the Sauron character mm. and the ring was shattered and those the shards are almost like a Holcrux type thing, you know? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. That was the word I was, I was probably yeah. trying to, I was thinking also of Hellboy, like they chopped up that main character. Was it uh, Miller yeah. character? Yeah. Mm. To make sure that she couldn't come together or whatever, but that is really joke's on us. Mm. Like maybe we, we get the Elden ring and we find out we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be it's an like, amazing twist at the end where I would love that kind of twist. It's like, oh now what do we do? Yeah, what have we done? Yeah. And I think I'm quite 
quite frankly, I'm almost anticipating that just with how what in your excellent recital uh, of of that uh, you know. I will say the timeless game manual recital, you know, mm. where where we get that idea of the choice is yours, and do you seek power or do you seek understanding? Mm. And imagine, like, if this is Marika in the room with you saying, "Look, they wanted power, and now that you've done your research, you know that I'm not the bad person, and you've done, you've looked at all the law descriptions, you've." You haven't taken the story of me being a villain at face value. And then who knows, Marika may end up being your ally by the end. Um, and the Erd tree ends up being the villain or something. You know what I mean? Like, Well, it, it's very Souls because yeah. like, if you remember, like you know, most Souls game, they give you a choice. Like Sekiro gives you a choice. Like Dark Souls gives you a choice. Like you can become the, what was it? The, there's the hollowed arc for yeah. Dark Dark Souls. And then you you... You kill the one girl you could like or you could become the hollow lord or you could become the keeper of the flame like they give yeah. you choices so they i don't do. think there's one narrative i think like whoever marika is you will find out what her intentions are and all that thing and you will be given a choice like they said like that's a good thing about souls games they give you a choice they you do completely mess up the world or you can become the martyr like Bloodborne, I don't want to like spoil it for people who haven't played Bloodborne, but you're basically given a choice, you know, depending if you say yes or no, the ending is goes in different directions, you know? So the same as with Dark Souls. So mm -hmm. you're always, that aspect of choice is what I also love about Souls games. So I'm, I definitely think there will be some sort of twist in the narrative and then, or along the path of the narrative where you can kind of diverge into the, whichever direction that the, uh, the direction of malice, <laughs> the direction of light, so to speak. So <laughs> like I'm very that. excited to see because it's a ring. It's circular, right? So it you could, who knows what direction you can go. And like, yeah, you know. I love it. That omnidirectionality, that thank you again. I love adding that symbolism and the open world, the O of that open world is an O right there. And, and like, remember these tiny little isms of etymology folks like don't sleep on them like they're really additive once you sort of take in and like are you honestly listeners viewers able to now look at what Kyle brought about that tarnished aspect about the fog and talking about like the you know the Elden Lord ensconced in that like what we're highlighting here is not only additive um just uh not just as an opportunity to hang out in like the tree houses the old tree house or whatever on the way to elden mist in the Erd middle east and then after that as well cut down the tree um, yes say again mate cut down the tree interesting oh another theory but it, it 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 becomes meritorious it becomes worth it because when you go through something at this deliberate of a pace you absolutely cannot come away from it like just just like a lecture you paid attention to not that i'm saying we're a lecture but it's like you can't come away from that having an or like a museum presentation or you know how you do the guided tour it's like we're giving you basically whatever we can assemble in terms of the community and bringing our knowledge of mythology and symbolism and just simply having different minds about what we're seeing in you know, a different sets of eyes and, and perceptions you can't you inevitably come away from it uh, with an additive experience and a, a richer understanding and just from coming along on this uh gathering the shah's journey with kyle and i and tara and katie and zozuba 
it's uh, it, by the end it will have really like when you're sitting down in January you'll be like I you will have had that entire guided tour experience where someone if they have just you know gone and bought the game and had and just you know that one-off experience they'll have whatever their experience will be love and light but you will have had this thing where we went through every frame talked about every like symbol symbolic and it'll, it will for me it's like cooking it's like it would it's like marination like we would enhance that ultimately for you do you, do you have any riffs on that that idea of going through or do you do you like to have content you just kind of go head in without doing any thinking about it beforehand well, go for it man. you know there's there's also these days there's definitely like the spoiler aspect of things where people like we get everything all at once hmm. it's like having the uh you know netflix series for example they'll just dump an entire season right right at, at the one time there's not yeah. that like waiting and like 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 anticipation of the next yeah. episode it's just like that binge watching aspect i don't have to wait i can just keep going my, my questions are answered but this whole this and like anticipation is an important thing i think and in with anticipation there's reflection mm. when there's no anticipation there is no reflection we're just we're just consuming at this just point consuming it's fun. yeah and um i think yeah. this is just it's so fun to reflect on this i was just um while you were riffing there i was having a riff in my own brain like wouldn't it just be great if like you know, because of that, we were talking about the circular nation, uh, the notion of like a ring and that sort of thing, and like the directionality. And but what if there is an actual directionality to the game? Like, what if there's an interplay? Because um, the the demigods are siblings, right? Born from the same being. Mm-hmm. What if they have their own like inter battles and like like rivalries and things like that? And what if like you could ally with this person, like the order you defeat. The okay. yeah, this <laughs> interlocking Venn diagram thing going on. Yeah, here. the Venn diagram. This one, this one, and then you go into this kind of story arc. You know, like I, I think that's just so cool if you could like play against the lords and maybe what two lords will take out each other and you help mm. one lord kill another, like a like a co-op thing. Like there'd be so cool if things like that existed. I don't know. It's like imagine, the, imagine if they're hiding all of that fun. from us, that it won't yeah. actually be that traditional from thing where you can befriend a lord. Like that would be a mic drop for a Miyazaki thing where we start to explore not only we see these tragic figures but then ultimately they're just a giant health bar at the bottom of the screen imagine if we play our dialogue choices right our npc npc choices right that you might have that like um you may have that wolf lord or that you know black armored lion lord like you don't have to fight them and they become an ally to defeat another you know that that would be that's amazing dude i dig it but i do have one question that needs to be answered go that's probably the most important question that we'll ever have for this new right. Souls game. Okay. When and in what capacity is Patches going to appear in this game? All right. Cut to a Patches compilation now. <laughs> Buddy, Patches. Uh, I, I envision something very unique for Patches in this one because, again, this is a very, very special title. Frankly, I'm anticipating... Um, you know, just like we saw him change um, in, in across the series, I don't want to spoil anything because I, I know that you are in the middle of your Bloodborne journey, or have you finished your Bloodborne journey? Oh, I found patches in Bloodborne, oh, okay. but I don't Excellent. think I finished the entire arc of him. Okay, all right, all right. So then I'm not spoiling by saying you know that that spider aspect that happens for him. Frankly, he obviously has to have some semblance. You know, with the the bald head is now iconic, and like you have to have yeah. him in there. Uh, obviously the great the moonlight great sword as well has to be in there um yeah and what i would always. like to see for him is just to have uh have them have him be someone where you know there is going to be a hub area um i would love obviously a patches quest line and imagine an open world patches quest line like 
you know across all the lands in between like just make it through the whole game like why not like have him screw us at every 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 again Again. i want i want six set pieces one for each realm where we have the absolute ability because it is a choice it's a dialogue choice like do you trust this person and we all want to be kicked by patches down a a set of stairs and like end up in some dungeon (laughs) you know so i hope it always turns out in our favor though right like he in ultimately he's done us a favor in some cases because we we come out better from it yeah that's it man that's it sometimes i mean go 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 you know then we could catch him and threaten him for great items or things like that you know it, it we kind of come out on top but you know it's Absolutely. like i think that's inherent it's it's a struggle i give you in these games like okay we found another human so we can converse with in this game like we want to trust this person <laughs> but, <laughs> but we know he's gonna fuck us but we just yeah, keep yeah. we just keep giving him a chance we know it's patches <laughs> like okay it's patches he's not gonna do us he's not gonna do us dirty this time Oh, go on. You can trust me. <laughs> I want to, Patches. I want to. I want to, but you're going down we a path I can't follow. <laughs> Amazing. Cut to, I will, okay, I'll stretch myself now. I'm going to try and make a Patches meme of the Padme Anakin. Here we go. Boom. There you go. <laughs> man, I love that editing. It just It's more editing, but I just, I love it. So rad times, man. So if we didn't have any closing ones for this one, uh, a tiny little thing I see just in the smack bang in the middle of the screen. It's so little. It's like a little loop archway. It's very, very small. Uh, and initially to the right, I thought I saw a headless statue, but that might just be a thing of the... We're yeah, still on, on... We're, we're past the, 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 the Misty thing, right? Yeah, you know, we are exactly 50 seconds in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we have the uh, the kind of cliffs doing a, this thing. That's right. That's okay. right. Mm-hmm. And so this uh, one, I believe we're wrapping this one at one minute, I think. I think we are, yeah, because we're taking 15 seconds. And if this one is part four, then yeah, 15, 15. Yeah, so we get to, you are closing off the first minute of this, uh, of this uh, three minute trailer that we're breaking down into 15 second increments. So what am I looking at there, man? And could that be like, um, you know, a fast travel portal. We have talked about fast travel. Uh, could that arch, that tiny little archway, which again, I would not have noticed if I didn't go this, this, uh, you know, like as you and I, like going this uh, deliberately. What do you reckon? How is fast travel going to work? Is there going to be a thing like how in Breath of the Wild you bring up like a tablet in your menu or will we have to seek out these portals and just ride through them? You know, I just thinking about that there. The Sentara picture of that actually. Uh, no, knowing from from souls, uh, from, from souls. <laughs> yeah, from souls. Do it, dude. <laughs> Love it. Souls born is the word I'm looking for. Um, yes. We know that they just they love using those items or yeah, okay. bonfire type things. So it's probably something in the environment, or and maybe in late game you get like that. What's that? Uh, what the hell was that thing called? What's the thing from the Avengers? Loki has. Oh, the Tesseract. It, it, they have like a Tesseract thing, don't they? Yeah, and the, you'll see it later. Cut. Like maybe that's yeah. one of, it's like a consumable almost, like to be able yeah. to do this like uh, fast travel. Yeah, so maybe something like that we'll find later on, but until that point, it might be like, like you said, there might be like, I, I can't see them giving us like a menu option to fast travel. No, I don't think so. Very no. from software at all, but. um. Okay. It's probably like little portals, like bonfire type things, like idols, like yeah, you know, yeah. Akira, that sort of thing. Um, 
I think if we do look in the if they they're taking that Celtic approach with the, some of the Celtic myth, I could see these beautiful archways, like you know, uh, that, uh. Um, that evoke that Stonehenge kind of vibe, and that they're all like ornately carved. And when we defeat a certain number of enemies in a certain area, we then have the ability to fast travel through that portal. And what I like about just like you know, in Mario Kart, you could like go on those like platforms, like zzz, you zoom. Um, yeah, that like that will just be this constantly swirling thing that um, you need to approach with just like with Legacy of Kane, you need to have again done a certain uh, if we're going to use the in-law because Miyazaki loves his in-law explanation so basically you could see it as those uh, and this, this is mentioned and riffed about in, in the description you read is that this was a once perfect world was the lands between and in a perfect world we envision it of our own uh on our in our own we we, we speculate that if we had seized our squabbling long ago we'd probably have tele- the power of teleportation by, by now like kind of thing mm-hmm. so imagine if just in the and that's why i hope we see a prequel novel of some kind describing um what the lands between were before we lost the uh, our ancestors uh, as mm. the tarnished as we're descendants of the tarnished as they were living in that beautiful idyllic time where yeah there would have been these um you know little portals that we could like ride our horses through and like immediately get to a castle or get to another locale you know it, it mm. vibes very much like uh like almost like the um bifrost in, in norse myth which is also ah. one of the one of the clear influences on elden ring so any vibes on that any riffs if there's a bifrost, there's a bifrost aspect, that would be very cool. Just because, like anything Norse myth, is just great. Just not to steer steer away no, from please do the the topic at hand, but like the God of War, like decision to go into like Norse myth, like oh my God, it's just so cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought to myself, again, it's like, is this gonna is this gonna work? It's like it works so well. <laughs> just, I'm so interested in Norse myth now. Well, dude, we need to get you onto the God of War podcast. Uh, we spoke with Danielle Basuti, who played the goddess Freya on that one. And Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, over there, dude. So, like, when we get... Uh, you're going to be my co-host for the Chris Judge episode where we speak with uh, Kratos, right? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> boy. Boy. I mean, we, we would we would have to... Uh, You'd probably I, tell would... us this. I was like, boy, stop. stop. Yeah, yeah. Just, Guys, it's enough. Stop. It's enough. Yeah. We would just... I think we would just riff. And he seems like a super friendly guy, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're right in the middle of it now uh that's all i'll say that i know is if they're just in the middle of it and they're they're mitigating with all that COVID stuff uh, i have no behind the scenes stuff even you know i do the god of war podcast but uh so don't ask questions don't email me or message me or whatever i don't yeah. know anything but all i know is what everyone else knows which is that they're working on it and they're doing what they can so but yeah daniel is great she's a she's a pal now and um sunny would be also great to speak with just to get that that young perspective you know but um but dude uh i'm gonna open i actually made a post about this and you're an actor and so this i feel as though the perfect question to raise with you i'll cut to it now it's a post i i I put on reddit for um because of this hbo connection that now miyazaki has um through george R. r martin I actually speculated that something that is going to completely take people off guard, potentially, you know, that there would be some people like from, you know, like, for example, Sir Wilhelm from Dark Souls 3 is very clearly like a sound alike of Ralph Innocent. So here they, here you go. And so that was a voice comparison between, uh, and they're just very similar. And now also Michael Gambon, and as in you know that voice and not michael gambon rather um 
Jonathan Price, uh, who plays High Sparrow and the Blood Minister from Bloodborne, right? Mm. So very similar. So I'm wondering if he has been yearning all this time to get some of these actors in. Do you reckon, is, is there an over and under for you of like actually getting some of these actors, like Katie Dickey as Marika, for example, you know, uh, Lady of the Eyrie, you know, what do you reckon? I definitely think, you know, it's in his favor to make these connections, you know, I mean, I would, I mean, just like getting these iconic voices into your games. I mean, like there's so many, there's already iconic voices in his games, but just like getting even more iconic voices that recognizable. So like it just brings such a depth and this warmth to the characters, you know? Yeah, dude. Like there's voice acting and there's like like there's just like, you know, there's voices you hear you're just like, oh my God, this it brings so much to the character. And like it's you know, he should definitely take advantage of these connections and he should probably do a live action a drama of like bloodborne or something like that i heard yeah first. with you on stage there is absolutely going to be a bloodborne musical don't at me a musical, choir, a musical. there's absolutely no 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 oi, oi, oi. kyle you are you are in the hq of this you know there has been like final fantasy musicals and stuff like i think tetsuya even planned uh final fantasy 15 initially as a musical you know you're steeped in that and it is not out it's not out of the realm of possibility for there to be one day like a Bloodborne musical. Like, come on. I, I mean, they, uh, yeah. Like yeah. With, with someone, you know, dressed as like a puppeteered cleric beast on stage, you know, the choir actually singing as a choir about like their sins and like, you know, the opening, you know, you're a stage actor, you'd understand. And, and obviously drama and like- well, I'm, I'm a fledgling stage actor, more of a screen actor. Oh, well, but, you're uh, a screen I actor. I've been breaking in the You are this- all encompassing across all, all the spheres. I love it. That, that's Kyle. I like Kyle. to do that's more awesome. motion capture. Yeah, performance. Yeah, that's the, it's, I mean, it's happening for you, man. But um, but yeah, dude, like more Albert. More, more. It's more. gonna happen, dude. I will I will put you in rooms, man. Remember, I'm your like I'm your um, agent for the Oceania region. I got you sorted, bro. All right, Albert. Albert. I'm Make it happen. Hustling. All right. No worries, dude. But yeah, Bloodborne musical, hell yeah, um, manifest it. There was an Alien the musical or Alien the stage production, so don't at me. This sort of thing, it happens. Don't see at a me. little. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay, right, ready? I'll cut to it. Right there. Okay. Oh so, wow. To... There is well, the the bunch a bunch of kids put it together, and Sigourney Weaver like loved it. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. So. People get creative, man. So a red banner there. We can't see almost any detail on that red banner. So we're just going to move past it. And now this shot, though. I... Okay, what's our number? What are we at? We're at 0053, buddy. This... Five, three. Like, it's so... It's so just, we're... Such okay, an we're, shot. Of the bell, uh, right? Yeah, we and in fact, we are actually... Uh, coming closer to the castle in the previous shot which i hadn't we made are. that connection before those kind so. of aqueduct looking arches yeah those yeah. are you really made me think about that dracula as like dracula does not want to see anyone he made his castle specifically mm. extremely like isolated and isolating and with like sheer drops like no one can get in or when they're in they can't get out like jonathan mm -hmm. harker kind of stuff like so there's a very yeah dude you said it man like that's i cannot extract from that yeah for sure mm -hmm. i can dig it so what are your thoughts on this particular shot go for it this this bell turtle thing oh no 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 we're looking at um it's the 57 so we actually we're have to, sorry, we're, sorry, no, we're 50. passing past the bell thing we're just gonna ignore that no 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 uh, did we did it we didn't pass it it's um 
we went straight from i'll just show you i'll, I'll do the sequence now i just wish my remote was yeah, i cannot see what you're trying to show me man no that's okay okay so zero forty eight. We may have, so I'm actually looking at the Bandai Namco Entertainment Europe trailer. So you may have a, which YouTube channel are you looking at yours I'm on, on the Elden Ring gameplay trailer new for uh, Ultra HD. Ah, uh, okay. That's well, okay. I, I, yeah, it could probably make sense. Okay. All right. Where That's am I okay. Hold on. That's okay. okay. So we haven't got to the bell thing yet. No, we have not. We have not. But we had the Mystery Forest. We did have the Mystery We're Forest. That and yes that's right so and we had like the craig rocks thing going on like this like the lion king <laughs> yeah that's right and no we were we were we were synced up before so 0049 was the shot we were just discussing and if you literally just go yeah 0052 uh it's the it's just that beautiful sunset you know um coming in behind the tarnished and uh this uh castle in the distance you know totally there was a ruined church earlier that like really reminded me of like bed knobs and broomsticks before it's fucking in the in the previous shot yeah. uh, and it's also there sh there as well but uh um, i'll set i'll do my crafty thing ready i take a photo all right and then i do this i just show you what i'm looking at okay this the is... autofocus is killing it that's okay don't worry uh 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 okay yeah okay i'm there all right fantastic excellent um mark from the dune podcast uh dm me i need your help with figuring out this m m m h m m thing it's the mm -hmm app please change the name but apparently uh, if you launch it before starting a zoom call you'll be able to bring different elements in i think i actually am like after this i'm just going to sort it out so i can do that because then i'm not you know inconveniencing you or any of my future guests by having to look up but we're on the same shot now at the very bottom of the screen kyle can you tell me what is there right there little little glowing little things which I again oh, glowing things down there. What's going I on? I had not noticed. Ah, there is glowing things. The but yellow those is might very... be yeah the... farmables. Farmables, you know, like, yes. Um, in Dark Souls, you could see the the items in the distance, and then That's you'd right. make a a, a perilous right. trek to try to go and collect it. Yeah, dude. Even though there's unspeakable horrors waiting around there for you. <laughs> That's I right. think it might be one of those things. Like, oh, maybe I can jump down there. Oh, who All right. knows about Yakul's jump strength? Again, thank you for launching us off into that about the uh, the height at which that he can, you know, um, make these. I think, I think ha there has to well. be a limit. Like if you know Yakul right there, like he couldn't jump all the way down. From there would be it would shatter his legs. But uh, uh, maybe he can build up his strength enough to be able to like do sort of those mini double jumps on his way down. Sort of you know. Um, yeah, but, like I was, I, mean, I was just gonna say, like maybe he can, like, right before he hits the ground, maybe he can utilize that double jump. Yeah, and just like cushion, <laughs> cushion his blow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Have you seen Raya and the Last Dragon by any chance? No. Uh, okay, cool. Um, there's an element of that I mentioned in the last one. I didn't talk about. It, I alluded to it, but there's something that a certain character does, which is like that exactly that. Anyway, um, so yeah, the yellow is very likely what is now confirmed to be graces. Uh, we actually, oh, yes. Yes, 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 we didn't have that on the last episode. So it, that tiny little aspect, when I threw it to Terra on episode eight, it aged very quickly because literally within hours of us publishing that or recording that they were like, yeah, those are uh, confirmed to be what is known as graces and those will be bonfires. But we don't know is this tiny little glowing, um, shard of moonlight great sword i'm just gonna there's my head cannon right there we have mm. to collect these little blue shards mm. all right these ones here okay 
It's right, right, right at the end there. That's yeah, the one. Yep. Yeah. Collect a whole bunch of those and then you can assemble just like the master sword in Breath of the Wild. Like you have to do certain things to like build up the power to have that. Imagine if the master sword uh, equivalent in this, uh, you know, in the Elden Ring is the Moonlight Greatsword. I mean, that would have, if there is that inspiration from Breath of the Wild, right? Mm. Uh, what would you reckon of like, uh, not only is the Moonlight Greatsword present in the Elden in Elden Ring, but it isn't just an Easter egg, like it is a central blade in the story of your character, similar to the Master Sword, because of that uh, connection in DNA to, to Breath of the Wild. What, do you, what would you reckon of that, man? Well, Zelden Ring. I, I, just, I just don't know if like uh, the way that this, the narrative struck of this game is set up if they'd have like a central sword that you'd have to use right mm. if we if we're building off the aspect of choice maybe there's multiple manifest if that was the case if there was like a, a like an ultimate weapon you had to assemble uh like you know like a thor's hammer type thing maybe you can yeah. kind of choose what that final manifestation of that will be you know to give that kind of freedom Ooh. you know like maybe Could you want some sort of ethereal whip or like twin daggers or a huge battle axe. You're Maybe dropping you some, dude, I, like we could something. choose. Are you saying that? Like, that's so evocative. Like we could go into the moonlight great sword, moonlight bow, moonlight axe, moonlight. Oh, I love that. I mm. love that. Maybe we could just find like this essence and like, you know, just kind of in, in, infuse whatever we wanted, you know? Yeah, I can dig that, man. Maybe yeah, we can I, use I, our, our, our mount and we can have like a moonlight moonlight steed fuck it who knows knows? and frankly this this very mysterious cloaked maiden doesn't immediately present uh, as like the maiden like where we go uh, get upgrades so whatever figure we may end up going to may have this thing of um because there are a lot of boundaries being again we use that word shattered and a lot of uh, i think that's also maybe part of like the terminology of the game is like a lot of things are being shattered like traditions like we've never had an open world game from from and so that's being shattered there um and uh so that's what i i would love for example if you could take these uh, resources that you find as you said the findables you know um and uh and and have various different things modified like yeah imagine if you could like switch up your swede your 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 uh, your, your steed in that way like that would be great i have a theory uh kyle that she's because of those horns she's going to become a dragon at some point in the late in the late game that's my theory and yeah, maybe instead of like platforms up to the erd tree we actually have to fly to the erd tree yeah. oh dude that one gets a stand up for me yes <laughs> excellent and then oh. burn it down. And then you burn it down. Oh my dude. Burn it down. Damn. Heavy. Let's go to the next shot, man. And then that takes us to the very end. And we're basically done. So Bell Turtle, here we go. AKA Belding. People have called this thing. Belding. Uh Beldong, you know, mm. because it has the bell where, you know, some of these kids with their funny jokes where a, a dong would be. Um, for me especially looking at it in the 4k it's fucking gorgeous it reminds me of uh morla the tortoise from uh the never ending story um interestingly again going at this slow slow deliberate pace uh the detailing of the building have does have and it's going to increase my theory dude that it's like look at the very the hemmings like the edges of this building have this kind of moonlight kind of bluish kind of look to them and now my headcanon is that you need to gather those shards 
around the world, like 10, 20, like let's say you have to gather 10 of those like isolated moonlight great sword, great sword, like power shards or whatever. You need to bring them to these like bell golems, which I'll just call them. Mm. Uh, that seems like a golem, yep. Very yeah, golem. bell golem. Uh, and then you uh, are able to like forge. Again, what we're, what we're talking here is a... There's themes of shattering and Isildur's uh, sword was shattered, uh, the shards of Nasl, you know, mm. which is then uh, gone on to reforge. Oh no, I don't want to have this. Ellen Dill, no, wait, wait. Okay, wait. What is the sword of Aragorn reforged into? Okay, come on. Anduril, that's right. Anduril. So the flame of the West. All right. So who knows if, if again, that idea of, you know, going into that Tolkienian inspiration, you know, that fusing of the Tolkien and the Zelda inspirations, you know, obviously even, even the Master Sword itself has like these blue motifs and there's the, the Moonlight Greatsword. I just, you have helped me, man, with whatever we've been riffing on, on this one. I just have that as like, I just hope that that's a thing now that we... Mm. Uh, and yeah, so my theory is you have to you find, then you find this bell golem and you take these pieces there and that these ones are able to, uh, you know, forge them in some way so that they constitute a single shard. And then you put those mm. shards together and then just like Aragorn at the end of Return of the King, you can reforge, uh, this, uh, the moonlight greatsword. So there's gigantic moonlight greatsword theory there. So and you need what do you that reckon of that? Man? To cut through the mountain to get to the final boss, much like in Chrono Trigger when Frog gets the, the Masamune and cuts through the mountain. There you go. Okay, <laughs> see right there, lineage. And thank you for that assist, man. We have to get you on the Chrono podcast. It's gonna be rad. Woo! But isn't there like a castle on this thing's back? I get like an it Atlas is. type yeah. of uh, vibe, you know? I get it. I, I actually see it as again like a shrine, like a shrine yeah. that you need to bring. That you actually have to like, you know, you could see the animation happening. You know, Souls has that thing at the. Uh, I don't know how much of Dark Souls three you've had, mm -hmm. but there's your character will the, it'll cut, and it's like either you go very tentatively up to like a goblet or something, or a nest or something, and then it's like you climb on this thing. Uh, Maybe the maiden's in here. Maybe the maybe the maiden like hangs out, uh, you know. This is her her steed of some kind. Who knows? And I, I think so, I can I can uh, I have an idea for the bell. Okay, go. Because this because this is an open world. Yes. And this golem is, it's it's mobile. It's constantly moving. So I think this shrine could at any time be anywhere within the lands in between. Yeah. So the bell kind of helps you locate it because there's no other way to find it so you have to listen for the bell in the distance it kind of oh shit it's that excellent. way and excellent no, no heads up way display. you can find it hmm? i was just gonna say like you say you're saying like a no heads up display situation where we have to listen yeah. out for it go for it yeah no heads up display it's it's kind of like i guess a uh, wind and ghost of tsushima mm. where you just kind of follow the wind there's really no whatever but uh this one you have to like listen for the bell in the distance i, I assume the uh the environmental sound will just be very dynamic you'll just have to you could hear it like echoing over the hills or something it's like oh what's that bell and you get closer and closer and closer you can finally find it and when you have to find it again you gotta listen for the bell i love that that is now again you're, you're just you're just introducing this this stuff which frankly if it doesn't end up being that i'll be like it either has to be this or something better than that, because that's incredible, dude. And that totally checks out for me. So um, what else could it be? I mean, you've, you've got a you've got a moving castle, which is obviously yeah. has some sort of like significant influence on something. And then it, and there's a freaking bell on it and it's well, constantly in motion. I mean, it's got to be able to. 
Yeah. Dude, absolutely. And you just made me think of, we were talking a bit briefly about, you know, uh, Mila Jovovich's character, Hellboy. There's the Baba Yaga thing of this this mobile cottage she has. And imagine if this is, yeah, like the bell maiden. Maybe, maybe her name is the bell maiden. You know, we have the bell witch, you know. Mm. She's the bell maiden and, and you find the mobile bell shrine. And that is how you get an upgrade. You have to, like, that, and that's, and that will end up being Miyazaki's thing, which he always makes you do, is like, you can't just, you just can't, you can't just click a menu to go and upgrade. You have to go to the person, you have to kneel before them, and then you receive the benefit, you know? Mm. And it's a little gameplay implementation of delayed gratification, which is psychologically beneficial to develop emotional resilience and all of that good stuff, which I've said million times, millions of times before, and I'll say many times again. I love the idea of this, um, this wandering. Yeah, I think maybe even a bit of a Corey Barlog did visit you know, um, from software. Now, have you played uh, all of God of War 2018? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. So you know about uh, Freya's like turtle, turtle cottage, you know? Yes, the turtle cottage. Turtle cottage. And so imagine that. Uh, there's a couple of different riffs for you, Tarnish Poffins. Uh, the underbelly of this thing, which is in full view, like you can see some of the masonry. So it certainly was this mm. thing that was constructed. You know, it doesn't obviously not a natural creature. Like this was a, a couple of rocks assembling themselves to create mm. legs, and then, you know, uh, this uh, and then some literally like castle masonry that assembled itself mm. to create this thing. And and yeah, but again, it'll yeah. So so some riffs for you. So moonlight possible quest thing, bell. Mm. You know, bell golem. You know, the bell witch. There's some riffs there. But then Kyle, you, you, I think you have it locked in. It's like. This will be where, like, that bell is going to be how we locate it. Like, that's a lock for me. Totally. I think it's just dope. Like, this massive open world. And, like, this is this integral shrine or castle. You literally have to find it every time. <laughs> it's like, Absolutely. where is it? I don't know. I love it. And then we can obviously <laughs> upgrade fun. now cool to, like, move faster to find it faster. But we always yeah. have to go back to the bell. Who knows? Again, total speculation. Could just just enough a single, to single yeah. quest, too. So you never know. Exactly. Yeah, it could just be a single quest. And our final shot, my friend, our penultimate shot uh, or series of shots is basically, and I'll, I'll connect them together because um, uh, it is just depicting the same. It is our, now like they're, they're quite infamous, these, these, these creatures, the, um, the chariot giants, you know, with the, the cavities. These just gigantic caved in chests with these spikes coming through them. Uh, any kind of um, riffs on their role uh, in, you know, hauling these uh, coffin like things. You know, we've seen, we, you've seen Bloodborne. There's a thing that Miyazaki has of like the dead and with where we put the dead, what happens to the dead. So, and you were yourself in Death Stranding where you are directly involved in a scene where there's when the world is, you know, there's something that happens to the world sort of laws of physics or whatever it's like suddenly things aren't as simple as burying someone anymore and later mm. in the trailer we actually see this dragon guarding a gigantic stack of these uh mm. chariots these sort of giant protected graves so do you think anything's happening inspired possibly by your very own death stranding brother uh do you think anything might be happening to certain beings who die but they have to put them in these fortified carriages and presumably taking them to the dragon i don't know what do you reckon a couple of riffs well, for you there i mean the dragon itself might be like one of those kind of like super intelligent type self-aware creature well, i'm almost you know, sentient beings are self-aware but um 
think that dragon might be one of the demigods. It probably has a lovely conversation for you when you arrive before it tries to burn you alive and throw lightning at you, it seems. Um, Voiced by uh, Kieran Hines <laughs> or something. Right? It's like, but uh, it might be some kind of offering in a way. Like they, if you can think of like how um, the Japanese feudal system used to be structured, the, uh, the shogun would have the different um, lords of the realms like to keep them subservient and essentially poor where they didn't have enough like resources to create an army to revolt against the shogun they'd have like these yearly um, offerings that they'd have to bring to the capital from regardless mm-hmm. of where they were in the country and oh, like um, tithing yeah like yeah. from um from like the dark crystal i'll just cut to it now yeah. there's a there's a beautiful uh, element of that series which again not spoiling too much have you seen the age of resistance on netflix man i haven't like, watched it yet no i Dark wanted Crystal, to watch you... the original then watch it okay please do because there's yeah that's all tied in with that thing of like having to contribute to the to the corrupted realms of the of the of the land and i haven't seen anyone take that angle man so that's very very intriguing good takes man absolutely it might be just like yeah the the the, the whoever the people of this this world are and he's like offerings to keep the the dragon lord from burning the hell out of them or something i, I don't know that is consistent with world myth in many cultures of the giving of a sacrifice to prevent uh you know the creature from laying waste to the city you know that's even in i think even like van helsing there's that oh they just take one or two of us and that stops them from like massacring massacring us all you know i could see that being like to keep the dragon at bay that they take these um you know uh yeah these whatever's in there it could honestly just be gigantic things of treasure do you think there's like they could be because the dragons always have like that sort of like hoarding aspect and this this could be the dragon ordering these people to gather up all these things but just having these kind of these ornate and articulate specific carriages that he seems to have a stockpile of later in the trailer i mean it means something you know it's like he's obviously getting hordes and hordes of this stuff and it's the same so it's very it's almost ritualistic in a sense Mm. so Mm. it could be him demanding them bring specific things but Mm. i don't know it you're giving yeah. a lot of people, everyone mowing their lawns, taking their kids to school, driving mm-hmm. to work. They're like, interesting. This idea <laughs> of um, why, why would there be that connection between the dragon and the, my only final riff on that is that um, they may be weapons maybe to attempt to kill it. I don't know. Like that's my last, like a spirit yeah. bomb of some kind or whatever. It just that seems like a, a tyrant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, well, that's right. But now all I have to ask is why these giants and why that, uh, you know, there's there's so many things they could have done, like just, you know, maybe as a, a contraption tied around their face or around their waist. But why is it just Miyazaki and weirdness? Or do you think there's a reason specifically in lore wise why um, it's ha- it had to be a spike through the chest that you have to drag this thing by? You know well, I mean? it might be like you know, there's always these kind of benevolent creatures that are just like so strong, but they don't use their their strength for malice, right? So they can be easily, mm-hmm. you know, manipulated and easily like taken advantage of. And this might be actually like a benevolent race of giants in the lands in between that are really that. enslaved by one of the regimes of the demigods. Maybe yeah. particularly the dragon himself, or maybe this is, 
just the people of the lands in between enslaving these giants to bring these offerings to the dragons so they don't lay waste to what's left mm. of the kingdom themselves. So, but like, these, yeah, imprisoned ants almost, like Tolkien's yeah. ants. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they definitely look imprisoned with the spike in the back, kind of communicates to I me mean, they're not doing this of their own will. <laughs> mm. so yeah, they, and they don't seem particularly creatures. villainous either. I think they may be yeah. corrupted totally. Yeah. Definitely. And these these other people in the background, they, they look kind of, you have a person in the back who kind of has like a cocked neck, like he's an undead or something. Yeah, like yeah. It's been proven that we'll see essentially no other living beings. It's it's another mm. thing of Miyazaki's that he just doesn't have. Yeah, he's Everyone's like, yeah, I just, that's not my thing. <laughs> I just like life. I just like dead people. I just like dead people. I don't know. And then that's another question, yeah, as we mentioned before about what I would ask him. Um, and the, the very closing shot is, yeah, the dragging. It's very, very uh, stylistic and almost Western-like is that that low-slung shot as uh, the tarnished like rides towards this carriage. And then, my friend, uh, maybe this will help hone and like narrow down what these beings are and what they're hauling is like why would we attack them why would we have a reason to do you think us attacking them or not is pivotal to this idea of taking a certain path like if we have that i don't think there's any great morality system that's going to be involved but uh do you think like yeah these these chariots which i'm i think we may be blowing it up into like there may only be one of these like there's no proof that yeah. there's going to be more uh except that one shot from the damn like lion's from the um from the dragon's den sorry mm. like that tells me that we we may see more of these roving around you know um so how do well, you think that they might tie into that well this person that's coming at us like it seems like he might be a tarnished himself mm. and if i could take like a narrative it's like yeah because if we go back to the aspect of choice once again like is this a tarnished like escorting this tribute to the dragon lord you know and you've yeah. come to liberate this tribute to the like who knows what this tribute could mean is this how the dragon or the demigod like is sustained like like by and by preventing this tribute taking to the dragon are you directly declaring war against that demigod because you find later in the trailer you're you're in a life and death battle with this seemingly very pissed off dragon um is this the tipping point of that? Like, is this the point? Is like, okay, you've chosen a side, like you said. Like, um, are you working with another demigod doing this? Are you just, you know, shitting in the shitting in the apple pie? Dude, <laughs> just... I love that you introduced this idea of like, like, yeah, we have the six laws to contend with, but there's such an as you in your recital, like that passage. There's such a a nod to the idea that we potentially would be taking another path of not killing them. I, and honestly, no one's talking about that. They, they're they really still, a lot of people are still thinking in pure from soft, from softy and framing, which is, oh, that's just going to be a giant health bar at the bottom. Look, yeah, it exactly. very well, it very well, maybe. But there is, yeah, there's a very, there's a, there's a more than sizable chance that because of all these shifts you know, into open world with a, an excess, you know, Miyazaki has never, oh, certainly not worked with as, um, you know, prominent uh, collaborator as George R. R. Martin before. Well, that's uh, exactly the point. Like you have, this yeah. is a world created by George R. R. Martin. Yes. Like, you think it's just going to be so simple as like six demigod lords just sitting on their haunches in their castles doing nothing. 
this mm. is a struggle for power they all have shards of the same ring they all probably want the ring you know so they're probably warring with each other in some sense in the matter mm. and it just be i don't i think there's more at work here than just it's it's very game of thrones if you think about it like so yeah, i think there's going to be alliances and like wars and things like this and if this is indeed a tarnished that you're going against here it seems he's chosen a side you know if that's yeah. the case he's protecting this he's on the side of the dragon lord and you're obviously not on his side because you're going to cut him down i wonder <laughs> do you think we could choose factions and then maybe be responsible for protecting some of these carriages you know, I think that ourselves. would be a very interesting aspect. I, mm. I would dig it, honestly. Mm. Man, I the, the the main thing for me from this one is um what 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 basically what do we what and not and that's not from like a, a treasure hoarding or like looting looting thing. I, I frankly want for this whole thing of these these carriages to be this um this prominent uh formative like this is going to be part of um just like with ocarina of time just use an example is like you have to do this to like to progress to the next step and it is these carriages that you need to like ensure that they either safely find their way to their destination or you must defeat them i wonder if they do give you that wide of a different change because you imagine you show up to them and you like you've made it an accord with that particular lord frankly Here's my idea for you as an actor, this idea of you, you, you know, you, you fight your way to these lords, you know, up into their ensconced uh, legacies, which I've never heard. Sconced um, legacy. Yeah, a, a stratum of, of architecture that is so high up that it's called a legacy. I've never heard that. That's amazing. That's so amazing, actually. So, it's so evocative. So you mm. go all the way up and you meet them and then it is that, um, and you've played, no, I haven't played all of Bloodborne though, right? Um, I played through I, I screwed up my playthrough i i was near the end of the expansion part and i okay. ended the game prematurely okay well just to be on the safe side i won't mention the character's name but let's say there is a, a figure and that you can stand before and like it's like it's the covenant thing you know so you mm -hmm. make your way and there's you know a couple of dialogue choices and just like with um again i don't want to spoil anything but another uh, Bloodborne. Um, you talking about uh, the Queen of the Vile Bloods. <laughs> yes, the Queen of the Vile Bloods, and then also in the DLC, there's uh, another figure where you have to play your dialogue choices right, or you will have to fight them. You know, uh, yeah. if you play your dialogue choices and then world choices, this idea of the decisions you make throughout the world influencing them, saying, you know what, I I was watching you from my ensconced legacy tower, and I saw that you were killing like this many of my men, and so then I won't even speak with you, and like your behavior on the way to that particular uh El you know elden lord i suppose or or mm. rune bearer influences whether or not they even want to say a damn thing to you so if you mm. make your way stealthily and stealth is an option in the game uh mm. you get there uh, uh, hold on a sec hey Amal, i'm just recording gamma okay cool yes that's just ray getting back uh <laughs> editing gotta love it oh who knows Woo. i might leave it in um yeah yeah imagine that like that just it's very similar to Oddworld, where you have uh, like a certain number of Mudokans that you allow to die. Like it just you will not, depending on that, you just won't have certain characters ever speak to you, or you might have some characters who do speak to you because of your bloodshed. You know, who are like, "Hey, I see you killing a bunch of these fucking. All right, come to our covenant." You know, so uh, well, it's definitely an aspect they would have because mm -hmm. they've done that before in Bloodborne, yeah. like uh, like like you mentioned, like uh, in old Yarnum, mm -hmm. like either. <laughs> 
you kill a single beast and you're going to get machine gunned yeah. back door yeah. and don't you can go up and he'll, he'll have a conversation with you so it's uh they definitely have those aspects yeah, yeah. okay it's time for now it's it weirdly ended up being a tradition we have a voice segment that we randomly do where we just do impressions so if you could do the Jura the Hunter impression, you go first and then I'll go. Yeah. Oh, wait, Jura. I haven't heard her in so long. Oh, no, Jura, it's a man. I'll just do it. I'll do one. Yeah. <clears throat> they're not beasts. They're people. <laughs> yeah, that guy. This is a machine gun guy from Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah I was just like, I, was like, I forget his damn voice. Yeah. <laughs> He's just very husky and a little bit Scandinavian. Yeah. 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 Uh... Oh, who can I do? Who can I do? Uh, who can you do? Do anyone? Do give me give me a little bit of the the chapel guardian. Oh, hello, master. Oh, so good to see you. I oh, hope you've been well out there in the nightmarish streets. I oh, can't wait for you to come back. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I got one hold. Who? Who? Uh, I don't know his name. That's okay. It doesn't uh, matter. Alfred. Who's the mysterious figure in the DLC? He's like, yes, nightmares. Often not what they seem. <laughs> oh, is that Simon? I think. Yeah, yeah. Beware. Unless, yeah, unless you have a particular interest in nightmares. Yeah. Beware. Yeah. Some secrets are not meant to be found. That's right. <laughs> uh, I did love his beware. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. Amazing. Have you seen his the point. thread of light? Like, amazing. Yeah. And you. Mr. Performance Actor, Stage Actor, Screen Actor, Actor of all kinds. You're a uh, hunter. Would you say again, mate? You're a hunter. Oh, thank you. Down, Amazing. And if you are this deep into this almost well over two hour show, what I can start teasing for you, listeners, we're, we're closing in. I'm not going to outright say the name, but you can start putting things together over the breadcrumb trail of hints I've laid for you all about who will be joining us on the Bloodborne podcast. Don't say their name. Uh, later in the year. So very, very cool indeed. So anyway, a little, little, little something for the Miyazaki Podcast Ooh. Network adherents. Ooh. So you exciting. Will be, you will be joining me on that show, my friend, of course. Oh, will I? Yeah. Well, I like the sound of that. Absolutely. Because then I want, I just, frankly, then I just want, okay, well, now you're going to be on the list and I just need you to, again, I weirdly am this, like, I'm the, we're bros, whatever, like we riff podcast, but I also have my weird, like, producer hat where it's like, you would be great for this and I just, you'd be so good for Soul Reaver, you'd be so good for, um, for the Souls titles, for the Miyazaki man. So good. Killing it. I, I, I Okay, ready? Uh, Katie, I hope you're listening. Um, Kyle Card on the show with me is going to be in whatever they will do. They will make a sequel to Sekiro. Sequel, Sequelero. I don't know. They'll have to do something. Sequelero. Because that's where you can have that amazing like gravitas, but like in that sort of... And you have this thing where it's like you don't sound outright like super Canadian, um, but you have an, a, you do have a very particular affect like to your voice. And that's one thing that they seize on in, in, in from software. It's just the, you know, and, and they have amazing microphones, amazing, you know, all of that stuff there. So, but I could see you in a Sekiro sequel, man. Would you do that? Cause oh, again, you're there in Japan. Come on. Like, dude, I, I want to meet Miyazaki son so bad just so that I can like, it's like, please, sir, please put me in one of your games. Yes. Like, Please, I want to be one of those iconic, mysterious people yeah. sitting in the shadows, yeah. like the crestfallen knight in Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
You might want to ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Don't get hollow. <laughs> Don't forget us. Don't you go hollow. Yeah, Don't man, there's a whole bunch. A whole bunch, man. But dude, do you know that we have um, been riffing for, yeah, definitely over the two hours, man. It's just been so rad. Now we can close traditional, the closing of the book on this Gathering the Shards chapter, chapter four, with my esteemed colleague and brother from another mother, Kyle Card. Yeah. Did you have a good time on the show, my friend? I did indeed. This was fun. We should riff more. We shall. Like we it. have many shows to do. The, the Yes, the Legacy of Cain, that's happening. Uh, we are going to definitely riff about whatever Kojima's doing and get you in that one there, definitely. So, But man, what is on for you for the rest of today? Uh, Not too much. I might, okay. uh, my, my old roommate is uh, back in the Americas and we might dive into the uh, new season of Rick and Morty together. Because yes. we watched it, we watched the previous one went while she was still here, but she's gone now. So um, we're gonna try to do a a remote viewing type thing. That's See amazing. That yeah, that's, I love that's that. The first thing I have. Watching it at the same time, right? That's what that yeah. is. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Giant hugs, big hugs to you and roommates, and you and the missus, man. From Ray and I, come on, man, come to Australia when it's safe. We'll take care of you. It'll be rad, and we'll we're oh, making yes, our need way. To meet my missus, I suppose. Yes, yes, yes. And you and Ray, you would love my missus. Yes, and Ray would love her, and I would love her, and she would love you, and she would love Ray. And we would exactly. each other. Exactly. A, uh, big giant hugs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Super duper. Hugs. And and But again, just don't. I'm saying it. The reason I'm saying it this in advance is I just cannot. I will not be able to handle it if you try and lift a damn finger. So same with the missus. Uh, and I want to say this is like Ray does a podcast of her own. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, heart to heart. And we real and we dip into it here a lot with symbolism, emotional intelligence, and like this idea of emotional, like I, it's fully woven into what I do. Like I cannot like that's how Ray and I actually riff. So if you or your partner want to ever riff about that particular stuff, oh my god, like she'd be that she'd be totally like up for like having you guys on her show as well. So for sure. And I and now are going to be your uh riff brother but also your kind of thing of producers like you are bakairu everywhere correct social media yeah bakairu except twitter but i don't really tweet that much but okay, yeah. okay. but my uh well i'll, I'll give myself uh, my instagram is bakairu mm-hmm. my youtube is bakairu japan mm-hmm. and yeah that's all i got really going on at the moment uh, all right man <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we yeah. have our special patented laughing benza faces i like it but dude yes please watch uh, the benza and benza english and play the benza rpg which is free yes everywhere and everywhere. dude i'm going to announce it because this is going to put it into being manifested into being tbp the bakairu podcast let's go let's go reinforce that branding you really homie. want me on podcast don't you we talked about kyle we talked about uh, card casts or whatever but no Bakairu no frankly Bakairu is just like it's it's distinctive it's a, an amazing mm. pseudonym it's something really easily like you can, it's just unique and, yeah. and I love that and, and again you got that branding sorted or whatever and omnidirectional weekly fortnightly discourse jump on a fucking zoom get your goddamn phone out and like use the anchor app and just transmissions from the the lands of card man like the do it let's do it Yes. And we should obviously do the Pirates of the Caribbean because you have R in your name, right? Because I do the Pirates of the Caribbean. Foul tarnished. Foul tarnished. 
trying to play lard. <laughs> there is a bit of an affect there. You could easily have that. So I guess I could have a bit of pirate music here in the edit if I'm clever. But buddy, have a fucking amazing rest of the day. It's always so rad to speak with you. It's always, I always come away from it a better human being. And you being. as well, sir. It is feelings mutual. I want to talk to you again. We should do this more often. Let's fucking do Sorry, it. I've just, t- t- I sleep in so many times. <laughs> Dude. Hanging. I'm, I just want, I forgot to apologize and I'll do it on camera here. I, I'm so sorry for missing so many podcasts. Dude, it is seriously Because I totally simply fine. slept in and it's yeah. based on the date and time zone. You know how much of a blessing it is? And this is like, I fully say this, this is something which I want to just say as like, if you have a friend like this, like show them that, like cherish that for what it is, which is the friend with whom you can literally let your fucking hair down scheduling wise. I take it honestly, and this might sound fucking weird, but I when when a friend forgets or when a friend is like doing other things or it's like they've got their own thing, I take it as a, a massive compliment. I don't see it as that thing of like, oh, they didn't prioritize. For me, it's like they were relaxed enough with us to know that I wouldn't mind that things would just mm-hmm. like if whatever. And and like and we all have lives and stuff, dude. So it's all chill. But yeah, let's let it. We won't have it be another year. I don't think. I think it'll be totally more than. Nah, that. no, it'll <laughs> be soon. Now, now that we've we've, we've hit it running here we're, we're good we we're good skills yeah. man have an amazing rest of the day we'll speak soon okay brother indeed sir see you buddy have a good one take it easy man boy